Our new partner who I'm really, really excited to announce we are working with. Super, super stoked. Thank you, Angie Huberman, for this connect. It's incredible. Uh, AG1 Athletic Greens. I've been using them for a while. I have them every morning on an empty stomach. Basically, take one scoop and you put it into a uh, cup or glass or mug of eight ounces of cold water. And this is all your greens for the day. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Every day I take this. It's so good for my digestion, my energy. It's simple. It's easy. I don't like taking a lot of vitamins. This has been really, really helpful for me. I've had a lot of stomach issues my whole life. And ever since I've been gluten-free and taking the AG1s, it's really helped me in my stomach in the mornings. I love it. And I'm so psyched that they're part of the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm sure a lot of people don't like eating greens, let alone drinking your greens. But I can tell you straight up, it's got a mild tropical taste. And the taste is actually really refreshing. And I really look forward to it each morning. Don't, don't think it's just going to be just straight bland. Um, it tastes really, really good. Um, and it's good for you. So remember that. This one blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's incredible. Just one scoop, especially for musicians who are vegans or just musicians in general who want to get those daily greens. You can get the packets. It's incredible. I just gave some to my friend Derek from Sepultura. He traveled the whole entire world this summer, and he had, he had those every single day. He said it saved him. I bring AG1s with me when I travel. It helps me stay healthy. You know the deal. If you're on tour and you are uh, a picky eater, but you need to have your greens, sometimes catering doesn't have greens. Sometimes you miss the catering. Sometimes you miss the backstage food. Sometimes it's too late after the show to go get food that you like. So if you just have a, a scoop of uh, AG1s in your hotel room before you go to bed or you're in the hotel room at night and you're starving and you want something healthy, boom, life changer. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with some convenient daily nutrition. That's all you need. One scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. This is it. I'm super psyched. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit drinkag1.com slash OLLC. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is incredible. I love it. It's just basic greens. For me personally, this has changed my life tremendously. I'm not a junk food vegan. I don't eat a lot of fake meats, so I'm strictly, strictly greens. And this has been a wonderful, wonderful new addition to my life. So once again, visit drinkag1.com slash OLLC. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Yo, yo, Liquid Death, thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love what you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. And if you want to get water, Liquid Death water, go to amazon.com. But for merchandise and other things that's not water, go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby and get free shipping. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives.
to see if I don't. I don't know if we're recording yet. I saw a very funny tweet this morning because I guess MGK dissed Jack Harlow. Yeah. Yo, yeah, we said. I saw it. It said, oh. "Yo, <laughs> MGK turns into Rakim when it's time to diss a white rapper, and that shit made me cry, bro." <laughs> <laughs> we're recording this, so this is good. I'm not gonna lie though, the MGK freestyle on he he showed on the, yeah. on the Jay Z. It wasn't that bad, man. Nah, bad. he was he was barring off. Yeah. Yeah. He was barring off. Yep. It's some serious, like, yeah. I always say this. Out of anyone that's ever battled Eminem, I feel like MGA actually act Bitch. You said MGA. I said MGK, okay. but you cut me off. Go ahead. Like, you say MGA. MGA. That's how the podcast is started, by the way. Go ahead. That was a great. I'm not usually like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> <This> all good. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. <laughs> No, I, out of out of all those, uh, out of anyone that's battled Eminem, he was the only one that actually brought like legit bars. A hundred percent. Yeah. I yeah. think he actually like had like I actually liked his history. Just your beard is weird goes down to history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, <laughs> say, oh, yeah, yeah. people say it all that. the time. Yeah. People say your beard is weird all the time. And it's stupid. It just works. It's like a meme now. And I, it's weird because I'm thinking Derek's an MGK fan because you're from Cleveland, but it has nothing to do with that. Yeah, I mean he was there. After I left, so yeah. I, I don't really know him like that. But Jack Harlow, can, he's 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 incredible too. No, though. they're both incredible, actually. He is. And they were boys too before. Yeah, that's were what they? I showed you. Yeah, yeah. they oh. were doing a song together. Yeah, he showed me the freestyle to his big song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were boys. I like uh, Wild Boy by MGK mm. with Waka. That is my With Waka song. Flocka? Yeah, oh, that is my shit. song. That's like back in the day. Not back in the day, but it was, it was a minute ago. Yo, I like that, That's like 20, 2012. Yeah, that this was This is a sick yeah, intro. Yeah. I love when Waka Flocka was vegan. I'd see him in all the restaurants. And then all the vegans started saying, like, you can't wear leather. And he tweeted, he's like, fuck veganism. You guys are worse than the Nazis. Yo, Waka Flocka was done with the Vegans are the worst on vegans. Obviously, he yeah. knows very little about Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, very little. <laughs> very little. Okay, let me do my intro because this podcast has already started already. But okay. <clears throat> Welcome to the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morse. Very special day today. I got two fucking co-hosts in here with one microphone. My producer, Joe, don't kill me. I got my man, Derek Green, several tour with a bad back going on tour tomorrow. Derek, thank you for being here. Put my news out there. Damn. And then, my back hurts. I need a back out of me. Yeah. And then my brother from another mother up on the mic, Chappelle Lacey. Yeah. And you just announced your podcast is back. Your first podcast started yeah, today. Yeah, I'm doing a new you, podcast, Lesser Known Characters, with my boy, Joel Jimenez. And that's a lyric from yeah. a rancid song, by the way. Yes. And then, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. So it's like to have them here. Two members of Zulu. We got Dez and we got Braxton here today. Thank you guys both for being here, man. It's popping. Thank you for having us. Two-thirds of the string section here. Yes, okay. this is so right. awesome. And my man Hakim pulled up and gave these guys some wisdom. Yep. No, Fucking for real. Honestly. Off yeah. the bat. Schooled me yeah. two <laughs> seconds into it. I, I, I like that, though. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's awesome, man. Like, nah, slow yeah. it down, young man. Slow he's a down. Buddhist. He's my running guru. He's yeah, fucking... He's, He's legit. Nah, that's down. cool. If I'm the most wise in the room, something's wrong. So I'm glad. I'm no, glad I can no, walk literally, into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for guys for that. being here, man. Thank I know where to start with us. you guys. Um, um, LBC and the IE. Where Where yes. are you from? Where are you guys both from originally? Uh, well, well, I'm from like Lakewood, Long Beach area. Yeah, but I've been in repping the IE for a year. I've been moving the IE since 2004. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, was I was actually young. born in San Antonio, but I spent like my we moved from San Antonio to the jungles to Long Beach. Wow. Yeah. yeah. The jungles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But training day, yo. Yeah, my mom was like that was ah. that was literally where we lived. 
like straight up. Wow. Yeah. How old were you when you moved there? Uh, it was like two. Okay. Two, three. But I, I like my memory is very extensive. Like my, my mom is bummed on it because I can remember like everything from like two on, kind of. Wow. Wow. Uh, so I was like, hey, is this the reason we moved to Long Beach? Some guy egged some guy's car and then got killed in front of the building, right? And she was like, why do you remember that? To <laughs> <laughs> remember that so from crazy. two is crazy, yeah, too. That, that was three when that happened. But, she, I, yeah, then we, she was like, so I think right before I turned five, we moved to Long Beach. Yeah. And then, uh, so, so for both you guys, I guess, like growing up out here and maybe like kind of like your first kind of exposure to music or guitar or punk rock, like for both you guys, each kind of story. My dad was really into like Pat Metheny and like Hendrix, like a lot of jazz, uh, like psychedelics from the 60s. He was very adamant, like, yo, don't listen to Judas Priest, don't listen to really? Ozzy. Yeah. <laughs> Do not listen to it. No, yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember specifically him saying, not Judas Priest, not Ozzy, not Manson. And of course, as a kid, I was like, yo, that, that must be like, like the sickest stuff that ever. Shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but no, yeah, I was raised on uh, Hendrix, the Stones, like Santana, but I went super into like the 80s route and my dad did not like that but mm. now, i mean now he's like used to it definitely but do you have siblings too yeah i have a half sister but she, she did definitely different route i was like i'm like the black sheep for sure and i was in my family union like a week ago it's we it's definitely like <laughs> they can tell i'm a little out there for sure did they trip on like zulu and the music and stuff they and love it that's awesome wow. they love it they, they can't believe it like they're so stoked on it like so super it's proud really, that's yeah cool. it's really have, awesome have they heard that kind of aggressive music before or like yeah, but they'd be like, yo, you sound like, what'd they say? Like, oh, you sound like Slipknot or something. I was like, really? They know Slipknot. Yeah, I was like, oh, I, I, I guess. Like, I mean, that's cool, but wow. yeah, it's, wow. it's really interesting. What about you guys? Uh, my introduction to heavy music was actually, well, Slipknot and Limp Biscuit from my older brother. He was like, yeah, like listen to this. He yeah. actually, he actually <laughs> tricked me into using my allowance to buy him those CDs, and they'd be like, but you get to listen to it. You know, and I was like, all right, that's, that's cool. So he like put me on to that stuff. And then um, I skate, I started skating pretty young. So then the kids I would skate with put me on to like Blink-182 and some 41, things of those nature. So yeah. that was like all my favorite stuff when I was like 11. Those were like the soundtracks back then too. Yeah. That time, that time frame. I'm a little younger. So for me, it's like American Idiot was like, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing American Idiot. So yeah. I had mostly like classic rock until American Idiot and then like Wolf Mother. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then like The Darkness. Yes. Wow, the Darkness. Yeah. Really? I believe in the thing called Love. Yeah. 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 my boy. Shout out to I, Rufus. Man. Oh, nice. Because I like classic rock, but then I was like, oh, Wolf Mother and The Darkness is like new classic rock, whatever. So like, oh, it got yeah, me into yeah. like modern rock, like the Chili Peppers and My Chemical Romance, all that stuff, like yeah, mid 2000s, yeah, yeah. late 2000s, stuff like that. Damn the darkness! They have been more. Fall out boy. Fall out boy. Yeah. yeah. Darkness. Fall out boy. Yeah. You're the fall boy tat. No game. Wow. Oh shoot. Twenty year anniversary. Shout out to Pete Wentz, my dude. Yeah, man. Shout out to Pete Wentz. I got a shirt arriving today. My crib. It'll be on my doorstep when I get home. Like, I'm like a the biggest Fall Out Boy fan. Wow. I got Pete coming to the podcast soon. Shout out Pete Wentz for real. Yeah, I, I met Pete once. He was not nice to me, but that's okay. That was, oh, that's <laughs> that was like it was literally like probably two thousand. I'm not gonna have my pod then. This shit's dead. He's nah, that's cool. And what, cool. what was crazy? <laughs> I met him in 2016 at the San Diego Zoo. 
Okay. Yeah, and it was like he was the nicest dude on earth when I met him. Oh. I was like, yo, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, Everyone tells me, oh, amazing experience to be wins. And I'm just like, damn, did I just catch Maybe a catch bad him day? catch the wrong day, man. Yeah. But then the same that day, happens. Travis McCoy was like the nicest guy Travis to me McCoy, ever. shout out yeah. my brother Travis, man. He, he, his manager kept being like, yo, we got to do press. We got to do press. He was like, yo, fuck off. I'm like, I'm, I'm kicking it. Travis the best, dude. Took a photo with me, signed my ticket, chilling. Like, yeah. he, he found Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they were cousins for years. Mm. Is that 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 was the not real? Lie. That was like yeah. a rumor. Yeah. Now Tiger did that to like get women and get himself popular. <laughs> uh, it worked. I mean, like he's the number one uh, celebrity on OnlyFans, by the way. But Fall Out Boy yes, put he's on up. Gym Class Heroes. Fall Out Boy put on Gym Class Heroes. Yeah, they I did. Could, like that whole like the Field by, by Ramen clandestine. What? Like. <laughs> Like I, I was such a crazy like, my standum of of Fall Boy. Like they used to have a fact of the day on their website and uh-huh. I would refresh it over and over again, trying to like find a new fact. Yeah. Like, this oh, is incredible, dude. Pete Wins was an all American soccer player. Like I just I know yeah. so much crazy shit. Like I was obsessed. The moment my boy Chris Singham was getting married in a few weeks, shout out to him. He put me on to Fall Out Boy, and like from that moment, it was just an obsession. Like, was it that? Was it that first album? That uh, it was. Be, it was like the demo of Calm Before the Storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, I don't even know what that is. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Like, it's, it's on. It's on. Take this that's to your grave. Cut. But there's like yeah, a yeah. there's a demo version of it that he put me onto, and yeah. then I became obsessed. And then like evening out with your girlfriend, the EP. Yeah, that was that. And then take this to your grave. Like I've like really been along for the ride for like Yo, twenty. Yeah, that's when fucking that, awesome, Yo, man. When yeah. that, uh, that album that popped in like oh four oh five. One of the cork tree uh, was yeah, crazy. crazy. When, that, when that came out, for me that that's why I got into them. Like let me that tell you about fucking, that. I was oh I still God. thought that was like my little favorite band that no one knew about because i used to have to fight over fall out boy like legit because yeah, i'm yeah, yeah, like bro yeah, i'm from yeah. the east side of long beach like yeah, 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 for like sure, for so sure. i'm in, and i'm just oh, like really fight, women, yeah. you know and like yeah. like literally th- i'm not gonna repeat the words people would use you know yeah, yeah, but i'm sure. like i'm really like i'm banging over fall out boy you yeah. know what i'm saying which is pretty crazy in uh-huh. retrospect but I, i'm like fist fighting <laughs> over it i'm down you, man. <laughs> so i like i didn't know that the cd was gonna be like distributed widely i called like 35 stores to get from under the cork tree the day it came out to like make sure that make I could sure. get it, yeah, wow. yeah, and then like and then I called Target and they were like, "Oh uh, yeah, we have that." I'm like, like "Target, that's grip. crazy." <laughs> you know, like I took the bus before school, yeah. like opposite direction. I took the bus, that's so and cool, then man. skated, yeah. and then got the CD and then like hauled ass to class. That but I was album just like, "It's fire." Yeah. What's like a big song in there that I would know? Sugar, we're going down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The, that's for me, going it's downtown um, and yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Like this has been said, was that so many times that I'm not sure if what's is that Bruh, that's bruh, fucking first of all chicago is so two years ago yeah slapper i just posted that on my story oh did you really yeah is this some that, deep dive song, like show no this is all on take this no, to your grave yeah, okay yeah, it's just yeah, like that yeah. is like a flawless yeah. album front flawless. to back to me and then uh yo uh uh taking back sunday totally bit one of the songs which song um Damn. and when it all goes to hell will yeah. you be they been there for boy? no that's crazy <laughs> That's the, that's that's the Fallout Boy one, but then uh, will you tell all oh your friends? Oh my God! Yeah. Yes, they they Pull totally did your face. Sorry, man, shut up. It's, it's, your you mouth. can't hear me. I'm screaming, <laughs> yo. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yo, this is a Fallout Boy podcast. This is yeah. Sick. yeah, no, it's crazy. <laughs> my fandom is like, it's crazy. I need to chill. Actually, me and Cole from Scout. <laughs> Like that, like we'll we'll just nerd out over stuff and then like text each other back and forth. Like That's wild. The Fall Out Boy stuff, and now everyone has come back around that used to hate. Uh-huh. Everyone's mm-hmm. coming, black come. and white people. Yep. Everyone, dudes in the hood, they be like, "Hey man, so good question. <laughs> that shit, man." <laughs> did, did, did you see? Did you see them on that tour for that record? The um, under the okay, 
I so here's I the thing. I've never what? seen Fall Out Boy. Oh, my God. Okay. okay. Not Fall Out Boy one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. This is insane. So that, that was. They're calling me. That re- that record is what got me into Fall Out Boy. Really? Because well, not that record specifically when they toured it. I, one of my friends was like, "Yo, I got a ticket to Fall Out Boy. You want to roll with me?" And I was like, "All right." You know, like I wasn't really into that. You know, and then I went and saw it live, and I was like, "Oh, this is it was it was them, Panic at the Disco, and Panic at the Disco was the first band." Yeah, they blew up too. Yeah, I know the tour. Big. Yeah. Yep. In Motion City soundtrack and the starting line. Yeah, that's line. what that tour Ooh. was, and yeah. it was fucking insane. And and Fall Out Boy did like a wardrobe t- change in the middle of the set. Of course they did, bro. It was, dude, it was like, but it was that's like fire. dope. They came out like this. I don't know these kind of outfits, like suits. The dude's an ill singer and songwriter for sure. Like some shit yeah. vampires would wear or whatever. <laughs> and then they switched into like, you know, then it got like into like the real outfits, and it, it, they fucking ripped. Could that yeah. be the biggest comeback reunion band? Because it seemed like they're bigger than they ever been when they came back. I don't think like bigger really, than I don't know. They, didn't have they that never long really of a break though. Yeah, yeah they, they disappeared never, they for a second. No, Aerosmith yeah. when they came back was crazy. Mm. I oh, think Aerosmith? they just yeah. Oh, they're, about to, they're, they're about to. But close they're it off. they're done. This is the last tour. Yeah, it's the last tour. Yeah, it's the last tour. Yeah, they're about to close it off. I'll yeah. say one more thing about Fall Out Boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, throw it at me. I've never seen them live, so that's, I've been wild. I was. Oh, you told me this story. Constantly in trouble as a child. And like my mom specifically, she went out of town once. I had tickets. She was like, "With I was staying with her friend." She's like, "No matter what, he cannot see Fallout Boy." That was really? like the thing. She was like, "Like no this matter what." And then there was a bunch of times where like, I tried to pull up, but I didn't have a car. I was a kid. I missed yeah. them so many times. And then they did a secret show at Chain, and this person I put them onto knew about it, and in a very vindictive way, didn't <gasps> tell me. Went to the show. Oh took photos on her shitty like flip phone and it was like fall out boy just did a secret show ha 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 and i that's like, fucked up yeah but I broke that that's phone. beef <laughs> yeah and now i'm at the point where it's like i'm always on tour when they're around or i'm always busy it's, it's very crazy it's i'm gonna, gonna put this it. i'm gonna put this in the stratosphere now when in, when in, in if i have Pete went on I'm, I'm gonna have you back as a co-host with us okay <laughs> let's go no for yeah. real man for real like yeah. both you guys be fucking that's deep sick. diving is on that them. the right word what you said I'm gonna put this in the stratosphere. I just put it out there in the fucking world of the podcast. Nah, that, that's yeah. That's, there's a fire. There's yeah. a fire bank on Stateside that did a Fallout Boy cover set, and we I got to see it. I lost my mind. Dude. That was turned. That was turned up. Patrick Stump was on uh, Holland Oates old uh, Daryl Hall's uh, show, and they did "Should We're Going Down Down." Mm-hmm. You got it's one of the best covers. I got a peep. It. It's it's I insane. It. Okay, you heard the Gorilla Biscuits covered by Fallout Boy. What? Yes. Oh no! See, I didn't know that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it start today. Think, start, yeah, today. start today. Let's yeah, start, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done a lot of strange covers. They Dude, did the, uh, Roxanne. You don't gotta put on the red right. light. And they've done. They didn't do Thriller. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not Thriller. They did. They did beat it. Yeah. Beat it. And then they on did Fuse. Uh, Fuse. I remember Fuse. They've done a lot of. Just covers I, I, I where it's like, wow. Nothing. The drummer Straight Edge Vegan, OG I, I, I from Chicago nothing. Hardcore yeah. Bands. I, I missed that. Still. Yeah, yeah. I missed that whole phase. Mm, where were you? In Brazil? I was in Brazil. <laughs> There's like phases that, that happen in like American like pop culture and just in yeah. general that I just missed for like 20 years. Wow. So you, even heard, you heard Fall Out Boy or no? I just heard the name. Damn. And I just, <laughs> crazy. And, and just that, that guy, Pete, I know that name. Good kids too. Good I'm kids. sure I've I've seen just photos and stuff, but I couldn't tell you one song. Damn, it's scary. <laughs> yeah, I was with the whole lore though. I knew like I listened to Arma Angelus. I 
fuck. I listened to all of their side projects. Like yeah. I was a real stan. It was it's it was weird to me because I'm like, why am I so obsessed? But it was like drugs. Bro, I Damn, loved it. It's very well, you crazy. You brought up the Fuel by Ramen shit. I'm like, Whoa. yeah, food, I was on the Fuel by crashing. Ramen street team. You were? Yeah, when I <laughs> when I was 15, I put up like crazy thousands of stickers around Long Beach, like. Uh man, what was that band? They were like drive-through records, kind of right. Yeah, the, okay. the yeah, yeah, yeah. Academy is Fall Out Boy stickers. I had like all types of stuff, and I would like take photos and email it to I them think and my shit. Were like part of uh, the main. You ever hear of the main? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah those are my boys. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was on this. <laughs> I they I actually got so this is funny. This is before I went straight edge. I. Are you got, straight edge too? Not anymore. Okay. <laughs> I was. There was a stint. There was a stint. Me and Braxton. Sure. I got invited to hang out with Gym Class Heroes and Fall Out Boy on my 16th birthday, right? But oh, this is a story you told me. Yeah. I got and drunk. You, but you were edge when you got there. I never made it. Okay. <laughs> I slept through it. I got very drunk like the night I, I turned 16. Like oh my god, with some friends of mine, which I shouldn't have even been able to access as much alcohol as I did. But I was like hungover, <laughs> and then. Yeah, I, I slept through like the hangout with Fall Out Boy and Gym Class in Huntington Beach. Wow, which like Dude. destroyed me. I was like, I can't believe I did that. But it was like a a thank you for like going hard on the street team. They had invited like kids to wow come hang man. out. Chappelle is blown away right now. I am blown too. away. <laughs> that's like a deep. That's the, the you know. But some, some similar backgrounds in music too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. with the shits. I was always with the shits when it came to representing like the stuff that I liked. Like I would like. Book shows for friends and bands. You mentioned the the main. My homies yeah, yeah. at Navy toured with them. Yeah, yeah. They were on Rise. They're from Utah. I like would book shows for them and like pre sell tickets. Mm -hmm. And they weren't even big enough to pre sell tickets, but yeah. I was like oh, I forcing to people to buy circuit. tickets. Yeah. So I'm like, no, yeah. my friends are gonna show up to a hundred people, like in this little rinky dink pizza Yo, spot. Like I don't care. So. Skateboarding, all that. That's how you guys found this music. Yeah, the, the pop yeah. punk. It's just everything too. Yeah, and my and my brother. Yeah, he was into it too. He, my brother, just put me onto it. He thought me deep diving into it was weird. He just liked listening to it. For yeah. me, it was definitely like punk and like new metal, for sure. Limp Biscuit and stuff like that too. Like yeah, corn. like mostly Slipknot. Um, Great band. Yeah, a lot of Slipknot, a lot of Corn. Yeah. Grab yeah. the mic, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Slipknot, Corn, Soulfly, System of a Down. Soulfly. Stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Grab the mic, Chappelle. I love stuff like that. Corn's like one of his favorite oh, fucking favorite. bands, bro. Crazy. Changes his life. It's, it's one of my top favorites. Oasis is number one. We all but know that. Fire. Corn is like fucking unstoppable. Yeah, the first few records, definitely. Like, oh, I rock with a lot. The last record I liked was un the, un the, Untouchables? Un the Untitled. One with the little crow facing oh, on one. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like a few years ago. That yeah, was that was a that was a, that was a minute. That was yeah. like. Was it? It's evolution. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the last thing like, I really liked. Is that like them. two years ago? No. That was like a minute. I was like, two thousand like five, I think, or six, oh, seven, no, eight, no, something no, like that. No, no, that, no I don't remember. Was Untouchables. Okay, it's a little. It's definitely after that. It was after That's that. That's the yeah, little yeah, the yeah. little kids on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yo, what is this? Yeah. So did you guys find other other people where you guys grew up doing the same music and skateboarding as you guys at that time, or were you guys with the Black Sheep growing up and you're where De you guys grew up to? Definitely Black Sheep in like my neighborhood. Yeah, <clears throat> but I went to a school like way out of my neighborhood, so I was able to like connect with people that way. And then um, my 
So in the there's like a very special type of I'm trying to say this nicely. There's a special <laughs> type of like white ghetto person in Long Beach. Okay. Like and and my homegirl got really into punk. And so she also was like, yo, like, check this out. Check this out. Like, yeah. no effects, casualties, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm. putting me on the stuff. Wow. You know? And then uh, she had a homegirl. Uh, man, she was just like, she was like a chola turned punk that I had a crush on. So I started <laughs> kind of like faking the punk to like try to get faking her, you know? Faking the punk? <laughs> I was just like, oh, like, I will be a poser for this because she was so bad. And uh, yeah, so that was just like it, more and more of it just kept being introduced to me, you know, yeah. through that. And then. I didn't really like care for it until I was like 15, 16, like just friends introducing stuff to me. And then, yeah. Yeah. I, I went just, to elementary and like, I was the only black kid in the whole entire school. Wow. Where was it's, that at? It was in like the La, La Habra Whittier border. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, go figure, <laughs> but, and yeah, I used to go to school. I had like a killers, like the killers. If you know, like, not even anything heavy remotely at all, but I have a killer shirt. They're like, oh, you can't wear that. Like, not like Iron Maiden killers, like the killers. Yeah. The ki- <laughs> like, yeah. and I had a killer shirt. That I got in trouble. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. Like, I had that. Master of Puppets. Oh, you can't wear that. I had Strict, a yeah. Green Day shirt. It said, like, American Idiot. Oh, why are you saying American Idiot? Like, wow. I would get in trouble for every little minute thing they could possibly do. So. Whittier, California. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking that was in like some John Steinbeck novel. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Whittier is like the very edge of the 562, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like, like, you it's can like, tell when somebody's from that part of the 562. Right. Yeah. Like, mm. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I was like super into like stuff like that. But, and then uh, so I went to school. After that, I moved to Lake Elsinore, which is where I'm at now. And. I was, I was really scared to rep, like, punk and metal because I was so young and, like, I was used to, like, getting berated by the, the, the teachers and everything for it. And the kids would call me crazy names, all this crazy stuff. Wow. So, like, that's when my homie gave me System of a Down Hypnotize. hypnotize mm-hmm. And it was burned with Sabuna Verses by Slipknot. I had no songs or nothing. It was just, like... A CD it was like yeah. written all crappy, but like a, <laughs> it, it wasn't even a sharpie. It was like an expo marker, so it was all like white tips. It was all blurry and everything. But I had that, and I was like, "It's like I was like, yo, this is crazy. I could not believe it. I could not believe it." So I like I didn't have a computer, mm. so I was watching Fuse. If you remember Fuse? Hell yeah! I was watching Fuse and then like VH1, and I was like trying to find out all these bands and everything, but like. That's when I was like, yo, it was like new metal and stuff like that. I was like, yo, this is crazy. I got heavier and heavier. And then, yeah, it went from like Slayer, like Sepultura. I mean, I'm not even trying to, <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm just being honest. Like, you know, and it just got crazier. I was like, got su- I, I wanted something heavier and heavier. And I kind of like peaked at like like Black Thrash, like Black mm-hmm. and Thrash. Dead Thrash was like, for me, like the peak of like, yo, this doesn't get crazier than that. Like, that's like, <laughs> Yeah, that's stuff like that was like how I started. And then when did you start playing guitar? How old were you? Um, I was like probably twelve. My dad wow. had a, he had a strat laying around, and he had like a a Yamaha Les Paul. I still use it to this day. He was uh, a musician. Yeah, it's awesome. He 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 was like he's like a jazz guy. He does like jazz stuff. So I my first time playing the Observatory, I used my dad's guitar that he gave oh, me. Oh, that's it. Yeah, it was. He you was guys like, were at that show, right? Yeah. Oh no! This, this was like oh, okay, okay. my my. I played the Constellation Room in like two thousand like eighteen. Okay, 
I was like, I couldn't believe it. It wasn't but. a step back, right? No, 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 okay. it wasn't. Not. It was a band called Wise. I'm, I'm still on Wise. <laughs> He's like, I'm tapped in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Straight edge yeah. band, let's go. <laughs> yeah. But no, my uh, shout out Wise. We played, I think it was That's like, a cool name, too. Yeah, thank you. I don't remember who we played with. But yeah, he had a guitar laying around, and it used to hurt my hand all the time. Like, I couldn't do it. So I started to fool around on guitar and everything, and then... Um, I saw it was VH1 Classic. You remember like those eighties? Yeah. Um, like countdowns. Yeah. Yeah. They had it was Van Halen on VH1 Classic. I had chills the back of my like hair in the back of my neck up. I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like I couldn't. But this is the point where I wasn't really into thrash or anything yet. I was yeah. just around like not really heavy stuff, just like rock, hard rock. Yeah. Saw Van Halen on VH1 Classic. I was like, yo, this is unreal. Like I couldn't believe Eruption. I couldn't believe it was real. Awesome. From then on, went to the, the the record store, got like Van Halen one, Van Halen two. I got all the stuff <laughs> on CD, cassette, like everything, vinyl. So and that's when I started to. And then I got a computer after that, and it was just I would been up all night, Van Halen live with the blah blah blah, nineteen eighty blah blah blah. That's all I would do, and I started to like, I learned like guitar from like besides my dad just showing me the basics. I learned it from like. Eddie Van Halen, Randy Rhodes, Hendrix videos, Steve Ray Vaughan wow. videos, so just cool, on YouTube man. for yeah. hours. Like, I was obsessed. Damn. Super obsessed. Nobody ever brings up Van Halen on this podcast, man. Yeah, I am I'm Van Halen for life. It's a tattoo. I know. This is Van Halen for life. Anytime I see some EVH stuff, I just buy it for him. Oh, that's And awesome, he loses man. his mind. It could be the stupidest thing. <laughs> oh, I got you a keychain. Yo! <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm obsessed. That's like one of the first shows I saw. Ever in my life was uh, David Lee Roth when he left Van Halen. Damn. Like 85? Yeah, it was like 86? around there. And he had his band with like Steve Vai. Steve Vai. And I saw that and Billy show. Sheehan yes. on bass. That's crazy. It was the sickest group. Like he was a, yeah. the peak. Of he had to compete. The like, only guy that could compete with Van Halen was literally like freaking Steve Vai. Like, yeah. Like, and I was like, I, it was unbelievable show. Like I couldn't believe like his career. He was so charismatic, David Lee oh, Roth. So but sick. with that band backing him, he was huge. He was like the best 14 money years old buy. or something? Yeah. Who'd you go 14. with? My friend Jason Kahn. Sick. Yeah. Oh, that's, so that's a great concert. <laughs> it was amazing. Con. I think uh, Rat opened up. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. I got a question. Since you Van Halen fan. Pull the mic to your mouth, though, please. Just pull Toby, it to your it's mouth. right there. No, just pull it to your mouth. I'm not pulling it. Uh, yo, Joe, my editor, are you listening? Pull I'm, that I'm shit to your mouth. These guys are right killing here. it. It's right here. What do you want me to do? Because <laughs> you know headphones. I love you, Yo, I'm going to keep it real, though, because I, I do audio. Like, you got to point it down. Yes! Like, yes! <laughs> but, oh, perfect. But, it's perfect. Toby? I love you. It sounds better. Thank you, man. <laughs> it just like it, it just picks up Thank the frequency Des. better. It's easier. It's my man Des, man. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm not trying to like Dude, look, I love you. you I would I usually it. always Toby. side with the black you man so- no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's wrong. We'll break this fucking microphone. You sound great now. You sound great now. I love you. Go. Just go, motherfucker. I'm, a, I'm <laughs> gonna keep it the problem is that it's upside down. You flip built this shit. No, I didn't. Just flip it around. Just you yelling at me, yo? Just flip it around, man. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Problem solved. Thank you. Because I, 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 can't, I can't watch him just, like, come at you all day. You know what I'm saying? I'm hiring. Yeah. I'm hiring Des for a podcast, so, so bro. That's what I'm saying. Okay, go. This is perfect. Go. <laughs> you being a Van Halen fan. Yeah. Did you rock with him with Hagar? So everyone always asking me. That's so a great question. I was because if you got that tattoo, yeah, it's 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 uh, 
rings, not wings, on my arm. I don't have like the the wings of like the no, it's wings, not rings, because rings was like the semi. But so got it. As I I was not really rocking with Sammy to be honest, but since Eddie since Eddie passed, it was like I rediscovered the 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 Vet Hagar stuff. Is brilliant. Mm. I mean, like, cause I I knew all the songs then, but like deep diving, like that stuff is like, yeah, it's really it's really like well written stuff. It's just not what I was used to, but a lot of keyboard heavy stuff. But it's amazing song, and it's like not I love Daily Wolf to death. But Sammy had more substance in the writing. It was about like, it wasn't just like, yo, let's party and get some girls. Yeah. It was like, yo, like, it was like really deep, you know. That is that is a true fan. So right I would say, I would, and Gary Sharon doesn't get any love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Gary Sharon. <laughs> Gary Sharon is no love, but that record was cool. That record was sick. That record was fire. Gary Sharon record was fire. Yeah, I thought it was sick, but. He's a great guy. Yeah, but Sammy, I would say Sammy had an amazing catalog. With, Can't with, drive 55. I, I, yeah. Stop. Come on. You remember when right he, now, <laughs> it's everything. Yeah, that's Dude, a that banger. song would give you goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. That song was that so That was positive. such a great song. Yeah. Come on. No, that's amazing. Remember when Eddie got, maybe got arrested in Thompson Square Park for buying weed? Oh, man. In the early 90s. Yeah, he got arrested. <laughs> he got arrested for talking, was, Washington Square Park. Yeah. He got arrested yeah. buying weed There's out there. There's many stories that... Yeah, That's I mean, fire. I remember just seeing him when I came to L.A. Or, and, like a, years ago, before living here, and he was just at, you know, some strip bar oh, that yeah. everybody would go to, and I was like, oh, shit, that's him, just, oh, like, broken down. and oh. just. No, yeah, he was, early yeah. 2000s, he was, like, cancer, he was really, he was going through it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was, was, like, really, really sad, but yeah. Sammy is just, I always admired his, you know, he's very professional, you know, everything that he's done, and... I, he, the way he carries himself. You see how he looks right now? He's like 70, I know. bro. He looks so good. His, his brother got to uh, play with uh, Sammy. Oh, that's wow. right. Recently. Yeah. That's right. In, in Vegas. Vegas. In Vegas, that's right. The yeah. Circle? That band, The Circle? I guess. It was like people come up and play, different random people. Oh, he has a band called The Circle. It's like Chicken Foot, but it's like a different drummer. It's yeah, like, my yeah. brother got to rock Chicken a song foot? with him. Chicken Foot. <laughs> Chicken foot's fire. I got both those CDs. Chicken foot was fire. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yo, she Yo, thought, this podcast is this incredible, bro. Yo, you met some real deep divers though so far. Yeah. yeah. I'm not really tapped in on the the Van Halen stuff at all. Like that music has never appealed to me. Mm. But I've tried to be more open minded. So Respect I, I yeah. do like with everyone in the van because I do most of the driving. I'll be like, Yo, like you sit up front. You put me on to like the, that thing for That's you. That's cool. Yeah. There's an artist he really liked that did a Van Halen cover. Album. Album. I don't know yeah. what it was. The They're bird, the, the, bee? the bird and the bee. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. It was so really it's sick. like a, it's just a producer and a singer. They're they're great though, and I've been a fan. But they did uh, interpreting the masters. The first one was Hall and Oates, and Ooh, I was like, damn. And I was All like, right. we're driving, and I'm like, oh, we were driving through Canada, and I was like, yo, like I low key yeah. feel like they did a second volume, and it's probably Van Halen. He was like, yo, that would be so crazy to just hear different renditions, and I looked, and it was Van Halen. I was geeked, wow. and so we just fire. listened to it, and then like it gave me like. More of appreciation because it was by artists I like and their take on it. So mm, now I'm like, okay, cool. like trying to open my mind up to it more, you know? Because I just I was stoked to hear that. It was really sick. Yeah, and they but did, like that, with piano and stuff. Nice. Yeah, I, I but yeah, I have respect for Sammy. A crazy story though. Speaking of, you said rat. I so my old oh I was like a I was like 14, 15. I opened up for Stephen Piercy at the whiskey. What? <laughs> my I had an indie band. I had an indie band. Jesus. I opened up for Stephen Piercy at the whiskey. So. 
I'm I was like, yo, I'm a big fan. He's like, hey man, what's good, dude? Yeah, man. <laughs> I, so like, so I, I'm there, and then there's this dude. His job was literally he was a Sammy Hagar and Guy Fieri impersonator, and that was his job. Wow. So he was at the whiskey, and I was like, oh my god, it's Sammy Hagar. He's like, what's good, man? Yeah, dude. So I get a picture with him. And I look and I was like, bro, this is not this is not Sammy Hagar, bro. <laughs> I was like, what? and I was like so mad. I was living. I was like, yo. I was like, this is not. And I looked him up and he's like a Sammy Hagar guy Fieri impersonator. That's, That's a bum out. I was like, bro, you gotta be kidding me. I'll be hot. I'll go find him again. It's crazy. What was it's, your band called? It's called the Axis Vertigo. We like, we were a little indie band. And yeah, it was super much. random. That's yeah, it was crazy. super random. It was it was crazy. It was crazy. It was really nuts. Yeah. How old were you then? That band. I was like fourteen, fifteen. What the fuck? Yo, we gotta, go, we gotta go. find that dude. <laughs> like, yo, yeah. man, run your shit. I thought if you it, if you Google like Sammy Hagar, Guy Fieri impersonator, it probably come up. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, because like that was that's a very niche market. Both of those guys, you know, <laughs> like <It's> fucking random. <laughs> Guys, what about for you, like, uh, playing guitar? Your inspirations of how we used when you started? Uh, oddly enough, my inspirations, I mean, it was Fall Out Boy. It was Green Day. It was um, Andre 3000. Dope. So, so I, so. like, because I was like, yo, there's a, there's a black dude who could rap that's playing guitar right now. Like, that was, like, fire to me. And I, uh, I wanted a guitar so bad. I actually used to go to... My friends' homes, I would skate like two, three miles, like that lived near my school, because like all those kids had guitars. Yeah. Like no one in my neighborhood had guitars. All those kids had guitars. Yeah. So I go to their houses and just like fuck around on their guitars for hours. And I'd be like, did you even come here to hang out with me? And the truth was, no, <laughs> I didn't. Like it was just fucked. I, I, I used them for sure. But like I wanted to play guitar so bad. And then School of Rock came out. Great. And man. I'm like, I, I was like, Tell my, my to myself, I'm like I'm bullshitting, I'm bullshitting. Like I want to rock, and like, <laughs> so like I don't know how to play guitar. Yeah. And and um, my uh, stepdad had brought back this like cheap little wooden acoustic guitar from Mexico, and I watched Jack Black play like the Deep Purple mm, riff wow, in the movie, and I just like rewound it a bunch of times, and then I just learned it, and yeah. I was like. I got to go get a guitar. So, I mean, my mom's like, I'm not buying you a guitar. <laughs> so I got a job. I got a work permit. I got a job. Wow. And then um, I worked all summer and then, like, got bamboozled like a motherfucker. Because uh, I worked all summer and went and spent way too much money on, like, a Squire Strat. Like, mm. the dude at Guitar Center, like, shysted me like Damn. crazy. And I, but I bought, like, the Strat package. And uh, from then, I, I didn't even know... I didn't know any of my guitar. No one would show me because they were like, yeah, you're going to be, a, yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, like, I'm going to rock. Like, I'm going to do this for a living. And everyone's like, no fucking way. Like, my friends, wow. my, Damn. it was like a joke amongst my friends. Like, oh, yeah, this guy, like, guitar. Wow. Like, they, they made a skit about it, actually. Like, that's Crazy. probably still findable on the internet. Wow. Hopefully not. put it on the internet? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they made a skit about me playing, me playing guitar in the world ending. Like, uh. Wow. It's like you're bad, like and like you're from the hood, and it was like fucked. But I, uh, I didn't even know how guitar tuning worked for like months. So I was just like, I want to play in the key of E, and I do all the strings to E. Same. I was going I did through the strings. Same thing. I, did the I was same going thing. through strings for months, not wow. understanding like 
how it worked. And then one day I was like, I should learn how to read guitar tabs. And I'm like, man, what the fuck are these letters on a guitar tab? <laughs> and this shit doesn't, it doesn't sound like when I'm playing it. And then I was oh like, my oh God. my, like it clicked. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my That's what people shit. mean when they say in tune. Cause no one yeah. told me this. Like, yo, this shit's out of tune. You sound stupid. <laughs> And I was just like, okay, but like no one was leading the horse to the water. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, right. so I would like looked at the tabs and I was like, oh shit, it all makes sense now. And then I'm mystified. Yeah. I, wow. Holy shit. And the first thing I learned outside of that deep purple riff, because I just been like making my own stuff up because I play with my headphones on and the amp. Um, I learned the hundred three thousand song. I you are the prototype. Dun, 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 dun. That was like the first thing I learned. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then I played it for a girl. And she's like, mm, that's stupid. So I stopped liking her. And then, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, after that, I just like uh, would sit on YouTube all day trying to like learn shit. Awesome, man. Yeah. Smoke on the water, you said the first smoke song yeah, on the water. Yeah, that's, I think everybody universally you're smoke, smoke on the water is the first song. Smoke on the wa- water. And then I, I, I was just looking for easy songs. So like uh, my homie's like, yo, you want to be a guitar player? Learn. Blink 182 song. So then I just like, he gave me a, a Blink 182 music book. Yeah. So my buddy, Jordan DeMarco, shout out to this fool. This was the kid, only kid I knew that would actually show me stuff. Okay. But shout he, out to him, he man. wanted, he was so fucking good at guitar and we were like 13, 14. His dad was like, he wanted a Les Paul. His dad's like, yo, we learned the black album front to back and I'll buy you right. a new, wow. a new guitar. And he did it in like two days. And he wow. sat his dad down and played through the whole thing. Uh, and his dad was shit. just like, Oh shit! Okay, I guess I owe you a guitar. But you couldn't get it after the first song. Like, hey, dog! You, you, you suck, All you right, track two now. Okay, the track yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, he was just like, look, because he really wanted to test it. But yeah, my my buddy Jordan, That's he uh, wild. He was really really good, but he put me on to like songs to learn, and from then I just like started going Blink One Eight Two, Green Day. Uh, I learned yeah. what was that? Switchfoot meant to live because that was like an easy song. Switchfoot, bro, you better stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Um, Why you like Switchfoot, man? I remember, bro. My Switchfoot. first episode of my podcast, we talk about that song. Oh, yeah, man. Wow. how hard that song! That yeah. song's so hard. Yeah, it's very hard. Yeah, and it's, it's like a my Christian, like a Christian I, band. I grew up in oh, a very right. yeah, yeah. very religious household, so that mm. was like. The heavy music thing was like a problem. So then I discovered there was like all this like Christian heavy music. So I was like, I could still get away and then sneak in the shit I like, you know? Wow. So then I would like, is, bro, you brought So my mom would be up. like, what is this? Turn this off. That's like devil shit. And I'd be like, read the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's She's so like, sick. Yeah, they, got, they, got, they got some hard riffs. Wow, yeah. dude. Switch has got some hard riffs. So that was, yeah, that, that's what got me into car- guitar. And then I got. I got taken to my first show, and then it was like after that, I, was, I became a. I was like, I gotta learn. First show? It was Blindside from Sweden. Blindside, they're, the showdown. They're a Christian band. Yeah, are they Blindside? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Blindside, the showdown, which was like a metal band from Tennessee that were like, that's what made me want to rip. And then um, Schoolyard Heroes from Seattle, they were like really weird, gothy. Yeah, she could do like operatic singing, and then um, cool. Showbread. Which is the Tooth and Nail band, but they were hella mm. weird. Tooth and Nail. That was they a Christian like, label. Tooth yeah. Tooth and Nail. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Tooth and Nail yeah. was That's like crazy. Right. Showbread was like a seven piece band, two singers, like black dude, white dude, but they had like synths mm-hmm. and they would like do all this. They actually yeah. have influenced a lot of how I record music and stuff. Cause they would do weird shit like mic a window, put the kick drum oh, on the other side. Yeah. Damn. Like do crazy stuff. So that but yeah, showbread, showdown, blindside, schoolyard heroes. 
My wow. first show was Smash Mouth. <laughs> Smash yeah. Mouth? Yeah, I was, li- I, was, I'm a, I was a little kid. There's some catchy yeah. songs, though, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Real, yeah. Catchy, catchy yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. So it was wow. Under Oath? Was Under Oath Christian? Under Oath. Uh, yeah, yeah. They were, they were on back Tooth and Nail. Tooth and Nail. Chappelle's got Under Oath uh, back tattoo. Oh, yeah. I have an Under Oath tattooed on my back. That's really? fire. Um, who else? Devil Wears Prada was on Tooth Fly and Leaf and was. Fly Leaf was what, on it. Uh, they, they, they were Derek's a Christian like, band, right? Derek's like, what is this band? Right? Dad. Was it As I Lay Dying on Tooth and Nail? I don't know. No, I don't, I don't think know. so. No? I don't think right. As I Lay Dying was. Um, they had two sides of that label. What was It, it was Tooth and Nail and... You're right. You're right. There is something else on there, though. There was the non-heavy side of the music. Yeah. Can't remember. Were, uh, were we both your parents open-minded about you guys playing music and rock and roll and all this stuff? And my dad hated was a phase. He maybe? hated the glam stuff because mm. like glam rock. I was like, I mean, you can see my shirt, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm huge on like glam stuff. Like my dad. The whole was, era. Yeah. So I was always taking my mom's clothes and stuff. That that wasn't very well received. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, now they're just like. And mom, boy, you you were in my hat again. You were in my like. I just take my mom's stuff all the time. But <laughs> yeah, they were not. They didn't really like it at first. But yeah. now it's like they just know that's that's me. That's just you, yeah. But yeah, my dad was. For him, if it was '80s, it was like, The Police, Steve Ray Vaughan, stuff like that. I love Steve, Steve Ray, Ray Vaughan, Vaughan. Yeah. But for me, it was like White Snake and Poison and like all that stuff. I was like, Yo, this stuff's fire. <laughs> Did you ever like Prince? Yeah, it'll get Prince, player. Yeah, Prince was like underrated, dude. I like the Super dichotomy underrated. of like how it was like very funk and R and B, but like he was like a he was like a glam rock guitarist. Yeah. I thought that it's was kind of true. Like, yeah, no, very true. Yeah, yeah. I was obsessed. And he with could play Prince. bass. And, and people don't talk about him. He played bass, drums. Yeah. He's a real musician. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, greatest musician, one greatest bass ever. Like yeah. to play everything. It's Absolutely. And sing. Yeah. And dance. Yeah. His own style. Everything he did his own way. We're talking about Prince. Prince? Incredible, oh, yeah. untouchable, man. Everything he did, like, like vocal control of dancing yeah. and singing, and then playing guitar and then songwriting. So this is un- unprecedented. Like, I love yeah. how Rick James talks about him, like <laughs> having him open up for him. It's, yeah. Oh yeah, it's just, stupid like, motherfucker making me work. Yeah. What about you? Your, what about your parents in the music uh, and stuff? My mom was like back and forth because I did like stuff. Like I was in. Like, I would do talent shows okay. at school and, like, be in plays. But she didn't want me to pursue it professionally because she'd been around a bunch of shit. Mm. So my mom hung out with Prince. Like, Wow. Yeah, she was like, yeah, Prince always used to try to ask get my shoes off of me, my heels. <laughs> yeah, which is, like, crazy. Wow. But I learned this type of stuff, like, later. But that's – she was very, like, reluctant, and I didn't know why until later. Yeah. She's just like, yo, I've just seen some stuff. My mom didn't drink, didn't smoke or anything. She was just like, oh, I just – been around some crazy stuff. I think really, because she used to hang yeah. out with the what's so uh man, you dropped the bomb. Gap oh, band. Gap band. Yeah, Gap yeah. Band. She used to like kick it. She was like, yeah, like I there was a point where I was like, yo, like are some of these songs about you? Like what's really going on? Because <laughs> she said, uh, man, I forget his name. The singer Gap band. He was. She's like, yeah, he tried to get at me for Charlie years. Charlie wow. Wilson. It's like he tried to get at me for years, and I wasn't having it. And. uh but like I didn't know, like my I, I thought that the music came from nowhere because mm-hmm. I was like, why am I obsessed with this stuff? But um, she was like very reluctant. It actually resulted later in life uh, with me moving out. Um, but she came and saw a couple shows when I was in high school. I was like in a metal band, and she was like, "Man, you're good at this." Yeah, it's just like not the life I really want for you. Mm-hmm. But then like a few years later, she was like, "You know, I think you're really meant to do this," because it's just been always like. 
since I was young. It was like yeah. just an obsession even more because I, I started rapping when I was really young, too. So like I was recording at home all the time. Like wow. when I was making beats in the house, like my mom actively saw this and like I would play at the church and stuff, too. It's just I don't think she wanted me to pursue it professionally. What was your MC name? Man, I went through a bunch. Uh, <laughs> it's hard. Like coming up with a name is yeah. hard. So there was like Desi D. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Desi D. That's, that's like hard. that's like 11, 12 year old name. There was just Destiny, which I was like, man, no one's. That's not gonna get me anywhere. Uh, I was like, I was like in a little click click when I was young. Yeah. Uh, that ended up turning some other shit. I had to like get away from it. But uh, Hypno was one of my rap names. All right. Hypno. Yeah. Okay. I and like I was that. like, because I seen like the hypnotic bottle. My homie's mom had it. And I was like, yeah, Hypno. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? then, uh, man, I went through a bunch. Like, yeah, it's it's like endless. I went through a bunch of names. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I went through a bunch of different sounds and whatnot. Like, because I was always trying to marry like heavy and rap, but like yeah. make it not corny, which is like mm. very, very hard. It's hard to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, like I remember the day where I finally felt like, oh, okay, I could put this out. There's thousands of songs just on a hard drive. Wow. Yeah, but I was just like, okay, like I started putting stuff out. But yeah, professionally, my mom didn't want me to play. It resulted in me moving out because I started interning at a studio and doing like sessions playing bass for this like hip hop artist. Nice. And she was not having it. And she's like, you're out late. Like, I'm like, well, I made it before curfew. And she's like, I don't care. And I was like, yeah, well, I, I like got money for this. And she's like, I don't care. And I'm like, this is like, I'm going to live off this. She's like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> How old were you when you moved out? 19. Okay. Like the day after I turned 19. Because it was like so much contention. And I'm like, yo, I'm an adult. And yeah. Like, what did she want you to be? Yeah. Like, what was she, yo, my mom wanted me to be a preacher or a lawyer. Wow. Yeah. Like. Wow. Yeah. And she was like, I don't know. She's like, I feel like you're good at words. Like you could preach. And I'm like, man, like how many broke churches you seen before? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, yo, like I'm actually making like, I'm like not many people are making money doing the thing they want to do right out of high school. I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. But she wasn't really seeing it like that. So you uh, both wanted to do music when you graduated, both you guys. Yeah. I left for t yeah. my first tour, like four or five days after graduating high wow. school. Yeah. Now, like, 20 of the shows got canceled, but it was my first tour, you know? <laughs> I booked them all on my sidekick. I booked sidekick, shout out yeah. to the sidekick. Woo! I booked all these shows on my sidekick, and we went out. Like, I was, my what band, band was that? Uh, my band was called Where Angels Fear to Tread. We went out to, we're like Christian metalcore. Christian metalcore. But we were a little, we were actually more like oh, on the, we got clowned a lot. Let's say this. We got clowned a lot, right? And then a few years later, when Title Fight came around, people kept coming back to us and being like, I get it now. Mm. It was like one of those things where I was like, fuck you. Like, it was, a, we're like two or three years kind of ahead. Shout out to Title Fight. Good kids. Yeah, Good shout bands. out to Title Fight. But yeah, we were a little bit ahead. And uh, we just didn't like fit really in because we didn't have enough breakdowns for people. Okay. And like the metalcore stuff. But then we're like not pop punky enough, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was interesting. But we went out to Cornerstone. Uh, played some like generator shows there and came back, but that was my first tour. And uh, after that, I just got the itch to do it. I just yeah, really wanted to. Tour. I grew up hating metalcore, like, because <laughs> like I was like very strict, like yeah, thrash brother, like yeah, like I had like I had an indie band, like some indie bands, but I had like a thrash band called Altar of Apophis, and it was like 
Straight up, yeah, just like blackened, like death thrash. Like I had the flip bill and like the sick. Yeah, like the skin tight jeans, the 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 high tops. Like that was my thing for a minute. Was like I had a, I had a street punk band. Uh, indie band and a thrash band all at the same time in high school. Wow. Dude. Yeah, I used yeah. to fight kids like you. <laughs> yeah, no, because cause my homies would beat up scene kids and emo kids and stuff. And, th- like, that's when I was like, yo, like, this is a little too much. Like, wow. But I had to kick it with, like, the Juggalos and, like, the theater kids. I just you would? Yeah, I, I had to kick it with all those kids. I thought they were cool. But then my thrasher homies would beat up, like, the, the scene, of, like, the swoosh hair kids or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, 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 legit, yeah. See, and I, like, I never looked like that, but I liked the shit. But they couldn't try that shit with me. Some yeah. people almost got stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't try that shit with me. Yeah, yeah, that shit. Like the alternative yeah. press, like Warped Tour, like those bands. Yeah, like, I, a long I, sentence as her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to. I tried to do oh that my shit. My God. mom was like, baby, you have an afro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're right, mom. <laughs> I tried straightening straight- my hair and it did not work. <laughs> Yo. I'm like, can I see your straightener? No. <laughs> Okay. I tried the straightening thing. It was not really. The vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was not it. I actually yeah. feel bad for yeah, any black kid. Hot, you gotta get a hot comb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel I feel bad for any black kid that successfully pulled that off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's in wild retrospect. to me that they pulled it off. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. How? yeah. And it, it I, there's still some comb. now. Yeah, yeah. Because the straightener like went yeah. straight that much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You it was the hot comb. It would hurt. Put that shit on the oven, run, just. It'll burn your your forehead. But then my version of it, I I used to S curl this shit out of my shit, but I had like long hair. So it would be like, yeah. it was really weird looking, but it was wow. kind of a look. I had it going for, I, I maybe look like a 93 Halle Berry. Like, <laughs> like, like I used to ask curl this shit out of my hair. To this day, my forehead is discolored because I used to put relaxer on it all the time. Because I wanted, I wanted like the jerry curl, like Tony, wow. Ma- Tony McAlpine. <laughs> Tony McAlpine and like Living Color, I wanted like that look. Mm, so wow. I used to do that all the time. So my hair was long. I had like a jerry curl, but it would burn. The relaxer burns so oh, bad. Yeah. I had chemical burns. All I had scabs in my scalp. I was yeah. dedicated to having that look. I gave, I gave up, obviously. But like, <laughs> yeah, I got lucky. I learned early. My mom's like, "Yo, you leave that shit on too long." I think she showed me a video or something, and I was like, "Oh, okay, 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 okay." <laughs> like, don't, like, don't leave it on yeah, too long. Yeah, because with that shit, you have to do the exact time, the exact yeah, yeah. Amount of time that you're supposed to leave it in. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise it burn your scalp. Otherwise, literal yeah. chemi- burn chemical burns, scalp. like actual chemical burns. Yeah, it was crazy. Big time. Because, yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of crazy chemicals in it, and that shit just burns. You're not yeah. supposed to, like, I might yeah. be fried now because of that, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to put that. I And I used to do that shit once a month. Like, yeah. As a kid, doing it myself, I go buy the kid. Once a month? Yeah, just be in the bathroom. Like, You're supposed I, to do that shit, like, every six months. I, I, I wanted to headbang all crazy when I was playing, so I just had my hair. My hair was like, it would grow up, so I had to grow out, with uh, grow down with that. Uh, that was what I would do. Wow. That shit, that's crazy, because... Uh, I wanted to have like long hair, and I was inspired by skateboarder Steve Stedham. He oh had yeah, dreads, and and then of course like bad brains. But nobody, even black or wh- black or white, understood in my school. They were just like, "Yo, like all the black kids are like, you need to comb your hair yeah. immediately." <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but you need to comb them damn naps out of your hair. <laughs> like every day, it was like, "Damn, yeah. what happened?" Like, yeah. I got. You know, for being ridiculed, a sca- being a skateboard ridiculed by the black community, and then white mm. kids are like, "Yo, you smoking weed? You got you got some weed?" And I was just like, "I have I I, I was straight edge in school, yeah. and I was just like, oh shit, you know.'" But they were like, white kids are like, "Yo, that's gonna be badass. That's gonna that's be sick. so cool." But 
the whole all the black kids were just like comb your hair buckwheat <laughs> yeah you know Buck- just like I, every <laughs> that's exactly what i went through too and it was like i remember people trying to roast me but the thing is like i'm i'm very hard to roast because right. like I come back That's fast. Facts. But like okay. like like That's I be I, I have lost friendships over my roasting skills. You know what I'm saying? Like legitimately. Or people come back like that thing you said to me nine years ago, it's been affecting me every day since. But I'm like <laughs> Yeah. You but people far, were trying bro. to I was just like, you know what? Like I'm gonna have like a three year ugly phase and then I'm gonna just deal with it. I didn't even wanna I just wanted a giant afro, but my mom was like not letting it happen. She's like, lock it up or cut it. So wow. I just Went and got it done. She said, like, go find a spot. <laughs> Went and got it done. She was like, because, bro, I used to show up to the barber, and I would just sit down there and just start buzzing my head. Like, they, like my parents would call ahead and be like, yo, no as, way. as soon as he sits in the chair, because I always just wanted a big fro. And I felt, like, unnatural having short hair. Like, it made me want to hurt somebody. It was weird. Like Wow. Like, I like I needed hair, but I ne- this didn't even really want it. I wanted a big, giant fro. Like, but she just you never that, would like, let that it. That old uh, Jackson Five, from <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. bro, and I used to have pink lotion in my shit. I'll go crazy. <laughs> I'll be picking it all day. I'll spend like an hour on my hair in the morning, like as a child. Damn, like, yo, wow. like, I gotta have the. And then she, my mom would never braid it, and it was like when everybody had the cornrows and stuff. She was yeah. not letting it happen, so I was just like. All right, then I'm Fro Gang. And she was like, No, you're going to lock it up or you're going to cut it again. Hey, Fro Gang was hard, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she wasn't trying Everyone to have it, though. Yeah. I, I really wanted like a Jerry Curl mullet. Like, that's <laughs> honestly, hard. I mean, it, it wasn't doable, but I wanted like the faucet, like the, the fur faucet, like late Fair 70s faucet, yeah. Eddie Van Halen yeah. type of, yeah. but that was not doable. So, like, <laughs> But yeah, but oh, man, he's yeah. doing like the like the elder bars. Elder yeah, bars. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's like, the bully from the uh, Jerry Curl? Do uh, that kid uh, in play movie? Uh, class act. Oh, the no, bully, yeah, act, the yeah. big, the big buff dude. Yeah, like that's that's what he was trying to do. Yeah, Hold on, that group. What, uh, I Jerry Curl mullet. Kid in play. Well, um. Uh, not kick th- your fucking ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> not the dude with the high top, but the other dude. Man, I don't even know his name. But yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. But they were a group. They were like a rap group. Yeah, yeah. Full force. Full force. Yeah, full force. Yeah, full force. Yeah. I was a group back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Full force. The crazy Jerry Curl. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you guys were a, a grip of bands before Zulu. Yeah. <laughs> any band, any bands together before Zulu? No. no. Wow. I was a fill-in for Zulu. Okay. While he was on tour with Wise, I was just doing one the show. Shred Bundy. Oh, Shred Bundy. Yeah, Shred Shred Bundy. Which is a great Sorry. name, Shred Thank Bundy. You. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> the way that shit worked out, so Zane. And how you guys who's met like, each other, yeah. Zane, who's in, well, not, they're not Wacko anymore, New Guy. Formerly known as Wacko, New Formerly God. known as Wacko. Zane and I have been talking about doing an all-black band for like six years. So then I'm just going through Instagram one day, and I see an all-black band that Zane is in playing on at Chain Reaction, and I was like, I'm going to kill this nigga. Like, like, <laughs> like, literally, like, my first thought, I was like, how dare? I was like, this nigga didn't even put this shit on the radar. And then, like, two days later, he was like, yo, do you want to fill in for my all-black band? And I'm like, yeah, bitch, you should have, I should have been in it already. You know, like, uh, and then he's like, dude, it's like 10 minutes worth of material. I'm like, cool. And 10 the, minutes worth of material? Yeah, the songs were hard as hell. Hell, wow. I was like, bro, who wrote this? Like, y'all are psychos. Cause it like it like did like the timing. It was like playing jazz songs, right? And I and the it was so fast. And I was like, all right, y'all are crazy. But I just learned the uh, I learned the songs in like three days. And then you know we played the show, and they're like, that's cool. And they're like, hey, do you want to jam with us when Braxton's back? So went, and then he was like, 
Anaya's just like, yo, Dez is in the band now. Everyone's like, all right, cool. And then that's just how it happened. Like, What year was this? 2019. 2019 going yeah. to 2020. Yeah. Might have been 2020. It was 2019 that oh, where I filled like, in. Like yeah. December. Yeah, like December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that. Damn, that's not too long ago. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So I actually, I'd seen Anaya around for years. We didn't really know each other. Yeah. Like, I just seen him around for years, and I was like, man, I should talk to that guy one day, and then I just wouldn't. But I was like, I was like kind of ducked off from hardcore at the time because from like just actually a lot of had a bad taste in my mouth from okay. like late 2010s. Just I booked a lot of shows like as a kid. I had a house in Orange County where like a lot of crazy shows happen. Um, like in my living room, we could fit like two, three hundred people in there. Oh, wow. Dude. Um, oh, there's shit. like like if you type in trash talk, the cabin, it's like quarter million views on that fucking like they okay. played in my living room. At Rival Mob, Mongoloids, uh, holy shit, Zaboba, Zaboba, and Joyce Manor were Shout like my Nate. house bands. Yeah, it's awesome. Like yeah. Nate would call me up, be like, "Hey man, uh, can we just uh, do you want to rap? And then we're gonna play in your living room like on Saturday." And I'd be like, "Yeah." And then like sixty of his <laughs> homies would pull up, and we would just like do it like that, like all the time. Like wow, <laughs> dude, there'd be these fools like wrestling in my kitchen and shit. Like it's just, and I was nineteen, twenty at the time. Joyce Manor played in my house a lot. Like a lot of cool shows happened there. But I had a bad taste in my mouth because I dealt with some bands where there was like a lot of casual racism. Mm. But like I always looked crazy trying to like give them the perspective. Yeah. Of being like, yo, like this is why you cannot say this shit to me. Jeez. And it, I was always treated like I was overreacting. Right. Mm -hmm. And that put such a bad taste in my mouth. And then I got I got jumped <laughs> at the fucking holy moly in Long Beach, infamous place, by some punks, punk hardcore dudes, but they were in a band that was like pretty big at the time and but they were using a lot of like n-word 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 so i saw them at a show and the people i was with like only one person was trying to like defend me and get them out yeah. of the show and that like it turned me off crazy so i stopped going to shows for like a cool minute and then when i did go i would just like sit in the corner like not talk to anyone or anything Fuck, man. So like I had seen some people around for years and I just wouldn't even speak to them because I was just like really going for the bands and like not chopping it up with people at all. Yeah. But yeah, I dealt with a lot of like bullshit like. And you're putting on shows. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. But still people like they just might make a casual black joke and I'd be like, nah, bro. What? Yeah. Like why do they feel compelled to, to do that shit in front of you? Who knows? It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's it's, 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 it's my hard to even yeah. believe like it's right. so like it's it's crazy to hear like that in the heart because we grew up in the hardcore scene yeah, where, where it's about open mindedness and we would fucking fight Nazis. There was no Nazis yeah, at New York stepped, shows. I mean, this shit we we never let it fly. By. Almost all you the know, skinheads and crews weren't even white in New York, and it just like people just get ran out of the scene if that shit happened. Exactly, yeah, they would go to like, Pennsylvania, you, you or Jersey, but like to immediately, like there's no way in like our generation, Southern man. California hardcore. I mean, there's a lot of like. And you said the OC, right? Yeah, the Orange, Orange County. Like yeah. a lot of people. <laughs> That's crazy. I think a lot of people <laughs> can't even grasp because it's so deep rooted. I think they can't even grasp like what they're saying or yeah. what they're doing is yes. like yeah, okay. is messed up. Sense. So there's sometimes, and it's not my job to educate people. I used to try, but right. yeah. it's it not. Really and, and that burden is not mine. Mm -hmm. But the there was a lot of instances like, and and. To be real, it was a lot of like kids who grew up with privilege and wealth that were getting into hardcore at that time. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, their parents would buy them a back line, you right. know, and, and <laughs> best and, guitar on the line. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. The, you know, and they were talented. They were right. talented kids. Yeah. And there was like, I'm not going to call anyone out by name. There's some really good bands, but like, you know, I knew these motherfuckers like they were privileged kids, like, yeah. you know, and sometimes they would just say some shit where I'm like, yo, nah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, my patience wore out and I started to flip out on people. And I figured I'd just remove myself from it instead of like continuing to look right. like just I really look like an angry black man trope mm-hmm. as opposed to like someone who is just trying to like stand his ground, you mm-hmm. know? So it's nuts how like I was going to shows in like the Inland Empire and it was to- a totally different world. Like, oh, okay. Like I would see Peckerwoods at like a DI show, Peckerwoods at the Agent Orange show. Right. Peckerwoods everywhere. Like, and that was like, that was the thing. Was good. This hey, is dealt, unreal, man. I dealt with a lot of. Where are this you from? from Arizona. Arizona. You're from Arizona. Okay. Yo, but not to interrupt this story. Yo, did he just say Pegger was at a DI show? Yeah, yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. I used to love DI, man. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, me too. I, I, I saw him in 09. I was like super young, 2010, 09, something like that. Maybe 2011. Great songs, 2011. great yeah. records. Yeah. Wait, was Richard hung himself? So Richard, Richard hung himself. himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But. Yeah. Less than six months ago, the only show that we didn't roll up to was Chappelle as band played, yeah. and he yeah. had a Peckwood running at the DI, at a show. DI show. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. damn, yeah, it's crazy. And he had nobody there with him. I had None nobody of us. there oh with him. God, I, I looked at my band. I was like, damn, I think I'm the only one that's been in a brawl. It's my band. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, no, I, like, I think I'm outnumbered. It was uh, like you got to keep at least one, two brawlers in the band. I know. Though. Yeah. So yeah. I was. So my band already had played, and mm-hmm. we were staying to watch uh, another homie play. And um, all of a sudden, we're, we're just standing there. They're, like, setting up. And then the, the woods walk in, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah. shit. I knew immediately. You, you know the look. The vibe. Yeah. yeah. You know the vibe. You know There's the an look. There's an energy with it. Energy. It really is. Yeah. And they roll, like, in a, in a, in a pack, right? Yeah, because yeah, they can't actually fight. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they rolled in, and then, um, you know, I'm kind of just standing there. My guitar player, he knew exactly what was up, too. And then we're just, like, kind of looking, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm talking to some guy that was like, yo, dude, I really, I really fucks with your band. And I was like, oh, shit, hell yeah. And we're like talking. And then their big homie, I don't know, whoever sent over there, like one of their like smaller guys to come over and like, you know, t- tough guy bumped me. Kept bumping and I was like, him, all right. And he was walking right in between the conversation that I was having. Oh, hell and so I'm sitting no. here like it's like some prison yard shit. Yeah. American right? History X type so shit. So I'm sitting here. Oh, and I'm shit. like, fuck. I was like, all right. I was like, don't. I was like, you know what? Just I was like, I'm just going to leave. I was like, fuck it. Who cares? I was like, I'm outnumbered. I was like, why? Why would I? Why would I fight this? You know, it's like yeah. stupid. I'd rather yeah. just, you, you gotta know, know, you got to you know. know. Yeah. And yeah. I, I told my uh, so I rolled there. I drove there with my drummer and I told him, I said, yo, I was like, uh, let's pe- I'm a piece. I'm a wait outside. You go ahead and watch the homie play. But I'll just be outside and just come out after. He goes, wait, why are you leaving? I was like, there's some there's some woods here trying to, you know, be funny. And then I, he was like, where? And he looks back. He looked right at them. <laughs> and I was Bruh, like, yo. Smooth move. <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> That's so crazy. Dude, they, you know, eventually, yeah, I just peaced out. But, yeah, they rolled up. They yeah. rolled up. They should bump me like, out so much. And that was the one time. And they, they've that come to, like, every single one of my, my band shows. And that was the one time they didn't pull up. I know, Damn. dude. It's, it's, it's in the IE, it was everywhere. I, I was at Burger King. I was sitting down. across. It was a Burger King near my house. I, I can walk there from my house. Some dude walks up, Swazi tat. He's like, you got a real pretty mouth. What the It's crazy. Yo. And, like, it's nuts, but I would. It was nuts. But I would see. 
<laughs> I saw hella bands where it's like people would be like, okay, like they're over there, just keep their distance, and like people would be like cower away from them. Now I I feel like it'd be like gang mentality there get stomped out crazy. Hell yeah! But that's fucking saw, scary too. I, as a kid going to shows, and yeah, shit, I saw like, a gang of bands where that's that was the vibe. It's crazy. The bands tolerate that shit. No, yeah, that's my match. problem. That just seems like a weird thing to say too. You got to like pretty ma- like what, what's what's he trying to? Yeah, what's up, I mean, Max, ladies and gentlemen. It was <laughs> good. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's like some movie Didn't shit. Have, it was like, nuts. It was legit like American History X. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if your impression of the OC was, but from oh, growing God. up, I, oh. so being on the East Coast, I didn't know anything just from reading Same. fanzines. And stuff, and I'd be like, Orange County, this is where all these uniform choice, bands, all these bands, yeah, yeah, a yeah, million yeah. bands that I love were coming from. Was, this place must be magical, you know. And then I realized all the songs they're writing about is the, the fucked up shit happening there, yeah, and that kind of like environment, you know. And they were like yes. rebelling against it, so that's why there were so many rebellious bands. And I understand what they were writing about, but I just thought it was like a magical place where all these bands are coming from and it's Seal chill. And OCIE is crazy. Like, you remember Guttermouth? Yeah. Yes. My homegirl went to the Guttermouth show, got stabbed at the Guttermouth show. What? We were like... Guttermouth? Like a gut- punk band. Exactly. Guttermouth. That's why it's crazy. So it was like, it was either everyone, because it was like, the IE, if there was a show, everybody went to it. But there was one night where it was like, Total Chaos and Hemet. Remember Total Chaos? Yes. Yeah, Total Chaos yeah. and Hemet or uh, Guttermouth and Temecula. I went to Total Chaos at a, a roller rink in Hemet, the, the, the wheelhouse. My homegirl got stabbed at the Guttermouth show. <laughs> and some some Woods pulled up. during uh, Woods at the Guttermouth show is insane. Like, it's so insane. crazy, it's, dude. And I, I see the They like that shit. There'll be Woods at rap shows. Like in what? Southern California, it doesn't make sense. Like legitimately. It's crazy. Like, well, that was the thing with me, at, like, you know, my band playing with D.I. Like, D.I. has songs that makes fun of that shit. Yes. Yeah. That's what I thought was like, wow. And I was like, what, they, what the fuck are they doing here? Yeah. Like, but me, but me, like, like, like I said, it was just that. I don't know. It's just weird shit that they actually show up to these shows. Dude, there were Nazis back in the day at Dead Kennedy shows. who were singing Nazi punks fuck That's off. Crazy. And the fucking the crowd starting fights in D.C. and all these shows. stomped. Out, hell like yeah! They, I mean, Stomp there was out. a show like I think this year or last year, like Blue Eyed Devils, most of trash was playing. Oh, that festival! Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it got it got stomped out. Like it was like a big. It was it was somewhere in East LA or somewhere in LA. Like it was like a if you know you know type show that they were trying to circulate. Yeah, they don't post like they didn't post the address or yeah, anything like that. Yeah, some fools found out and just shut it down. Like wow. shut it down. That's how it Bad. should be. No, no absolutely. I saw all over Instagram and it was crazy. Living for that shit. Like Blue I remember getting devils. excited like, "Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yes." No. Yes, yeah. it's I got, all like I wish you wouldn't. I was like, yeah, oh, they're going to get so stopped I've for out. sure got homies that love the idea. It's like, yo, here we go. Let's take them out. Yeah. 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 I mean, because it was just impossible yeah, to have that bad. thrive in the scene. You know, yeah. it was just like uncomfortable and, and just didn't, you know, it just wasn't going to happen. And for us growing up, what, what attracted us to punk rock and hardcore was being a misfit, was coming from maybe fucked up households, everybody's equal. You yeah. know, com- community, unity, all that shit. That, that's what attracted us growing up, our yeah. generation, and everybody was welcome. And it's crazy to think that, you know, you guys get threats, different, yeah. different things you were talking about earlier, you know, because of the color of your skin and you're playing hardcore and punk rock, which has been around for fucking million years. And there's been a, a, bunch of, a bunch of bands that came and went, you know, and it's like, it's sad. It's yeah. just because people yeah. don't really listen to the lyrics of what, what the shit's about Obviously in the first not. place, you know? I think a lot of stuff for people is like, 
feeling included by some like it's cool to not be cool in a way, but it becomes the cool club, you know? Right. Yeah. So like I think people don't really like tap into what like I, I can never just listen, even with rap, like just listen to the beat. People are like, I just like the beat. Cause I'll be like, yeah, the lyrics are trash. Like <laughs> right. I can't do that. Like I like the lyrics have to speak Same. to me. Yeah. And I think true. a lot of people don't even process what true. they're listening to at all. So, you know, they may not, gather that there's a bigger message here it's not just something to go beat the shit out of each other too you know and <laughs> yeah, like, yeah you're right um you're right. i i just i don't get down that way i can understand why people maybe people don't want to think about this shit it's it's daunting yeah. and it's yes. overwhelming like i have to wake up and and you know hold on i'll let you go by <laughs> I mean, Sip had a song about called Soundtrack for Violence. Yeah. This is not just Soundtrack for Violence where people go, yeah. they can get fights off and not get in trouble, not get arrested, punch somebody, f- whatever, yeah, like just start it. shit. Yep. Because the music makes you want to go hard sometimes, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I know what you're saying, though, yeah. So, like, uh, Malachi from Scow. Shout out to Malachi from Scow, man. He's the best. We've been, like, last year, we spent, like, tons of time together, and he was like, yo, like, I knew racism was real, but, like, the... He's like the the covert shit. That's the weird shit because you can't like really pinpoint it, but you just know something weird is happening. You yeah. know, where it's like that's the stuff that I think like you can't really get other people to understand unless they're trying to pay attention. Yeah, you know, and it, it's it's daunting to pay attention. It is a it is a huge undertaking. It's a big task. So I don't. I'm less mad than I used to be. Right. People like not paying attention to shit, but like, like no one's going to convince me. My thing is not my thing. Like what I'm going through. I had a situation last two weeks ago. I'm not going to put like any of the companies on blast, but this was like an event. My car got stolen from valet. My catalytic converter got stolen. I went and found my own car, Mexi and Malachi and stuff. I had an air tag in it. We would just go and get the car and, uh, you know, they like they pull up with me and Veldi and like, you know, I'm like, OK, cool. Catalytic converter's gone. I pull back up to the event and, you know, sh- long story short, I basically got told to fuck off. Like with my car getting stolen from valet when I was trying to figure out who's liable for this shit, you know, and it's like, I mean, it might turn to something else. We might have to cut this out. But okay. this is uh, right. It was like a situation where I'm like, yo, like if I was one of there was tons of musicians there. <laughs> Didn't have this skin right. color. Mm-hmm. I'm like, would you have told like one of these other artists, one of these famous white people to fuck off? Like, mm-hmm. I like that is crazy to me. That is. And like crazy. my friends are there. It's like, oh, shit. We know exactly <laughs> why they're talking to you like this. And they're like, damn, now we're starting to see this shit like. But I don't even think the people who are mistreating me knew why they were mistreating me sometimes yeah, i feel like you're, yeah. you're right in, in saying this because i i think there's a lot of things that happen where people have just been around it, it's not giving an excuse to it but it it, it definitely it, it definitely sheds some light on maybe why they're acting that way right or, or you know because they've just been around that for such a long time yeah they haven't been around anything different from that and so of course i don't think they would see it as being wrong you know, if everybody else around them is just like, oh, I mean, I remember growing up and there were a lot of people that would say, uh, white people that would say should be like, oh, oh, this guy's Jewing me down. He's Jewing me down. I got mm. a lot of Jewish friends like, damn. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, and I was like, yo, uh, that's not like, unless you speak up and say something like they would just keep saying shit, you know, like all the time. And it was just like, yo, uh, 
<laughs> Peace, Max. Hey, you funny as hell, man. <laughs> There's, it's a lot of you things know, that I, are like you gotta say shit. Yeah, you, know, you gotta speak them. But yeah, come on now. Like yeah. I'd be like, and then the way that you approach it as well, like. I'm not going to get like angry at them, but I'm going to let them know like that's not sitting right with me. Right. Stuff you is know? ingrained in people's psyche that they can't help but like just yeah. say things and not know. Like there's like I've older family members who like mean the best, mm-hmm. but there's stuff that they say that they don't know is rooted in a lot of crazy stuff. I'm like, yo, yeah. you can't say that. Like, oh, you're yeah. just being a neoliberal. I'm like, no, like this, like it's yeah. always been wrong, you know, right. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always yeah. like people think you're being woke or whatever, right, right, which yeah. is like. I'm like, yo, like, uh, no, like, calling that person a derogatory slur based off their race has never been the move, bro. Like, 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 why do you think that's chill? Or, like, talking to that woman like that has never been the move. Or being homophobic has never been the move. Right. Like, yes, we yes. all did. Like, I mean, we're 90s and 2000s, baby. Like, we were the, we were, we had Odd Future. We were the worst. Oh, like, the, yes. the shit we said, like, we we said insane shit. But I grew up like, on, like, <laughs> Carlos Mencia era Comedy Central. So, like, I was raised on, like, some crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, and Carlos, like, would say, like, the craziest shit. The cr- yeah. Yeah, yeah, Anything he could think of. Just, like, yeah, the most yeah. insane stuff. Like, even as a comedian now, it's, it's interesting, you know, like, I make fun of white people on stage uh, quite a bit. No ho- no host bar for the white people, though. What'd you say? No host bar for the white people. No host bar. Sorry. But, but, I, but, I, but like, the thing is, is like but, I kind of make fun of everything. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I kind of I, I touch a lot of areas. But sometimes, you know, like when, when I do my shows, usually like I'll usually get a white person. that will come up and be like, well, why do you hate white people? I go, did you hear the other shit I said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was like, that's the only portion. You caught. I was did like, you that hear, was, did that you hear me say the part was a, adopted by a white family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, there's, so, there's so much shit that I layers upon layers. You know, I make fun of my dad for being in prison. You know, <laughs> my my biological <laughs> father for being. In, you know, like I make fun of literally a lot of shit. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, people like pick and choose what they're offended yeah. by. What they're offended yeah. by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is like, my yeah. problem. And also, mm. and also, I'm always like, I always say this. I go. Well, if you got offended by it, then it was meant for you. Hmm. Like, that's yeah. how I feel. Like, I'm like, Literally. well, take it that way. Because if you didn't take it that way and you understood what I'm saying, then that's like, chill. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that, then you get it. Also, I'm not going up to the, to fucking make you feel good inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going up there to tell you. Like, well, I kind of like, feel at the end of the day, besides your job is to be funny, but also why is this funny? Like, reflection. I think that's mm. part of, like, comedy. Yeah. Like, Interesting. Yeah. you got to think about the it. The majority you know? of my stuff is just me telling exactly my environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, why are you going so hard on white people? I was like, that's who I've been around. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've been asked that that's a so bunch bad. of times, too, because, like, I go, like, and I have a, a lot of white friends. Like, I yeah. went to white schools. Like, yeah, yeah. But it gave me a lot of perspective. And yeah. I'll be, like, roasting the fuck out of my white friends. But like, I make fun of a lot of black shit. Yeah, I do, too, you know though. I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, I'm like, oh, okay, you know. Mm. So I'm <laughs> like, oh, wait, is your trash can visible in here? Mm. No, nah, he ain't got a trash can. You can never find had- a white person's trash can. It's always under a cabinet. That's an <laughs> observation. I don't have a trash can. I don't have a fucking trash can. Too. <laughs> he didn't even have a trash can. It was funny. That's crazy. I but respect majority that. Majority of the time, yeah. it's under the cabinet. Yeah. Okay. I've no, noticed I that. Okay. Yeah, I actually have noticed that. That's um, really crazy. I've never, <laughs> hey, hey, yo, I've never understood that. That's no, interesting. You should add that to your shit. They're always trying to hide the no, dirty that's parts. Joke. That's his joke. They're trying to hide that. No, you can have that for free. <laughs> they always say, try. Then, when I film it, I'll say Dez wrote that one. Um, <laughs> hell no, you could just have it. I'm a real one. Uh, 
But yeah, I think a lot of people just can't like. I think every the the collective ego is just a little too self centered in like a lot of areas, you know. And I think people can't. They're not. They don't want to do the work to really like get to the bottom of yeah. why they behave a certain way, why they think a certain thing. Like I have, I actually have never really had the privilege to be that ignorant. My mom didn't let me. My environment didn't let me. So I've just like been forced to grow, which, you know, is painful. I think a painful process, but like ultimately done very well for me and like the grand scheme and the bigger picture, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of the people I'm around could say the same thing. I just didn't really have that. Like ignorance is, and I say ignorance is bliss for a reason, you know, because it's, it's a privilege like that I think only a certain type of people get to have or experience, whether it be because you have wealth or you're isolated among people that just look and live like you. But, you know, I don't have that shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anyone in this room really has had that. So, you yeah. know, it's definitely hard for people to question their foundation. Yeah. yeah. You know, like to really change that up, especially at an older age. Yeah. You know, people have a hard time admitting that they're wrong or to change mm-hmm. something, you know, that's so concrete, you know, they were born with, you know, or just as tradition, you know, that yeah. element, you know, it's really it's difficult for people to, to change up, you know, but it's an, it's inevitable. It has to happen. Right. It doesn't have to happen, but it's, you know, for everything to evolve in this world. You know, it's always moving. It's changing. That's just life in general, you know. It's the same thing I said about, like, uh, like relaxing isn't, like, a privilege. It's a skill. Yeah. I think the same thing about being wrong. Like, being wrong is a skill. And I try to practice it yeah. as much as possible. The accountability. Yeah, where that's, I'm like, that's what I was I'm like, say, yo, yeah. why did I feel so strongly about this? Okay, let me take a step back. Right. Like, is there a possibility that I'm wrong? Okay, let me exactly. take some other, like, vantage points. You know what Super I'm saying? Super important. To, yeah. Yeah, and I... Sure. Honestly, I think that it helps me in so many areas of my life. I think that's what makes me like decent at a lot of things that I do is that I'm able to be wrong yeah. yep. and then recalibrate. And yeah. I think like recalibrating is important. But, you know, being wrong is such an inferior feeling to some people that yes. I feel like they yes. just don't want to experience it. And so many people yeah. cannot like accept it. And yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's OK to accept. It's yeah. like once you realize it, it's like, oh, well, the shit. And then you learn something. Yeah. And it's yeah. like there might be a little embarrassment that comes along with it or whatever. But like ultimately, you know, I think the goal is like I, I want to be the part. I don't want to play the part. So it's like yeah. being wrong helps me get closer to what I'm trying to do ultimately. Yeah. And so there's like this that. weird thing. There's this weird thing that people can do that that don't that can't admit when they're wrong is when they're called out for the thing that they did wrong. And then all of a sudden they change it to they're the victim because now they're being attacked. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a lot of that. And I've seen a lot of it. I've never seen know, a lot of that. Right? Yeah. You see a lot of it. Like, in, I mean, in so many different ways. And, and it's like, hey, I'm, just if you just held accountability, most people would just yeah. lay off of you. But so, th- sometimes they, they, like, I don't know if that's like a narcissistic thing or mm. what. I don't know what it is or where the root of it is. But there is, it's an interesting thing to watch. Pe- there's, I mean, I see that. And I hate to even say that, but like, you know, you see it a lot more than you see someone being able to step yeah. back and go, nah, I fucked up. I yeah. try to give some you know? grace because I think part of it is a lot of like people's childhood shit. So, because I'm sure, like, yeah. Sure. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, being wrong a lot of times led to being grounded or being spanked or something, you know, but Good it's point. like, you know, I'm a adult now. Nobody's going to spank me. Listen, this may sound crazy, but I'm always interested, you know, like in, in some of these like 
woods and like skins. I'm like, how'd you get there? Yeah, yeah man. How yeah. the fuck did you get Shit there? Shit starts in the home. Man. I'm like, just to, yeah. just tell, like, let, like, just I, I just want to know your story. Definitely like, how, starts how in the, the home. How the fuck did you get there? Dude. Yeah. You know that's that's the thing that um, Henry Rollins said something like that. You know, where, you know where he's like, how did you get there? Yeah. Like, he, like I, I see what you're doing, but what, but where, where is this from? Mm-hmm. Right. And then all of a sudden, people start to like hear themselves, and they're like, well, you know, this, this, and this, like. My dad treated me like this, which made me do this. And all of a sudden, like all these people, I mean, there's so many times you hear, you know, like prison interviews or whatever. You hear these people with such wild stories and where the yeah. fuck it came from. Yeah. You know, but the people that like, grew up not even being around black people and that are all racist and they're just scared and just never met a person that wasn't the same as them. Trips me out that they can have so much hatred for somebody they never met before yeah, because right. of color of skin. And then they never even been around a black person ever. That's the shit trips me out. Like, you haven't met anybody in your yeah. life. And then when you question them, it's like, what is it that you don't like? Or, <laughs> you know, like to pinpoint certain things down, then it's complete. They don't even know a lot of times. People don't even know what they're going hard for, you know? Like, no. it, that's what you said. It's really important to question what you. I, I think it's important to question everything that you're like, ah, oh, so extreme or so hyped up on. It's important to step back and be like, okay, why am I feeling so you know, hatred or feeling for this or whatever, to question that is very difficult, but it's extremely important to do that. There's a lot of overcompensating that goes on. There's a lot of just conditioning, and I think, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of people just, you know, when you're sick, it's called the condition, right? You Mm -hmm. know, like, it's like that type (laughs) of deal where it's like people are conditioned in certain ways and, like, just don't even realize it or don't want to realize it or don't want to have to, because changing is work. Yeah. Like, changing is work. And, like, I've, I've had to make changes with how I treat, you know, different demographics of people like, you know, with women. Right. You know, there's all these different ways where you have to, like, kind of wake up to how you behave and how it affects other people. I think that's the other thing is a lot of people don't realize how they affect other people. The ripple effect. Mm, And I wouldn't have realized that if people weren't coming back to me eight, nine years later being like, yo, you roasted me this one time (laughs) 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 and you. I've been thinking about it for wow. all this time, and it actually messed with me in this way. And I'm like, damn, dog, that was a joke. And I'm like, well, if they're fucked up over my joke, what about when I did that actually malicious thing or this mm. and that and this? And I'm like, all right, man, I got like, to just like, unlearn a lot of like negative traits that were from like the previous generation. Yeah, yeah, and that it, and it's our burden to like shake off, you know, yeah. the it's shit that really we difficult. were that was put on us. Yeah, I mean, I would say like. Probably not your generation, but our parents. Yeah. Or, I mean, their parents, mm-hmm. like, really just put us in, like, a a, oh, no ch- a mental chokehold. Like, like, like <laughs> excessive spanking is from, like, slave trauma, which is, like, nuts to even think about. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy to even think about. Yeah. So I know everybody will get, like, beat, like, crazy going up. It's, like, that's from the previous generation, not yeah. knowing how to deal with their trauma from like literally like seeing like slavery. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. No, it's crazy. Yeah. Wow. It's oh yeah. Far. The fucked up thing is so much shit just leads back to slavery. And it's like, yeah, Kenya Barris, which is like a lot of people have questionable thoughts about Kenya Barris. He's done some funny things, but he had some show on Netflix and like every episode was like, it's because of slavery. No, really it's because of slavery. And the next episode was like, no dog, I told you it's because of slavery. And it's like, you could really trace a lot of things back. And I don't think people I think people have a hard time. That's like another reason why the systemic shit is crazy, because 
I think it, that's a lot for people to swallow too, yeah. and a lot mm-hmm. to grasp. It's like, like it's that foundation, yeah. That this you know place was founded, yeah. on, Though, but it was founded on race, right? You know, having a big deal. Yeah. No matter what anyone says, it always comes back to that. And the reason why people are like, oh, why you keep talking about this? Because that's what this country was literally founded on. Mm-hmm. There's all these mannerisms. It goes viral on Twitter once a year where they're like, yo, why do when something really funny happens amongst a group of black people and they all run, run away. away from each other? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about that shit on the field. You better yeah. not be having a good ass time. Yeah. Are you yeah. kidding me? And it's like we just inherit these things without even really thinking sure. about them, you know? And it's really our it job to like generation. generation. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah. Just think about the foundation of what, yeah. what this is. And, and it's like, hey, it's okay to look at it. It's yeah. It's okay to look at that. It's scary, wrong. but it's okay. It's scary, but it's <laughs> yeah. okay to look at it. Just go ahead and look at it. Yeah. All, like, in, in, and even after, you know, after slavery was over, you know, whatever, like, it was still pretty tough. You know what I mean? There was a lot of shit that, that still went down. Like, why did Martin Luther King have to exist? Right. Mm. There was still shit popping off. You know, then that's and that's po- and Martin Luther King is post slavery. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Rosa Parks, all, all these people, Malcolm X, they're all post slavery. So there was some shit that was still going on. It wasn't it was there was no mistake as to why they existed. Yeah. The Panthers too. The Panthers. Yeah. Like they're, they're, yeah. I mean there's so many so many different I mean, there's so much to like name. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and 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 it's hard for like a lot of people to just really comprehend that, yeah. you know, like, and I don't know. I like, I remember one time I had to drop some knowledge on Like, so Arizona had this wild law where they could pull up, pull over anyone Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that shit. That was insanity. Arizona. Yeah. So they had this law where they could pull over any Mexican. <laughs> no, you good. You good. It's a big ass water. You got too. That's good though. It's good for you. Um, but, but there, um, this guy I had worked with, white dude he you know i was just saying how that was like that that's kind of bogus that's a very that's insane and he was like he goes no he goes i mean he goes he goes they're you know they're always out there you know and 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 i I had to correct him like in a cool way like he he was like uh he was just saying like you know they're always out there like you know doing shit and drinking and driving they're you know they're not here legally whatever (laughs) blah 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 and i said i I looked at him i said hey yo i know you drink and drive all the time you facetime me Damn, that's crazy. I was like, think about it. Yeah, and I was like, ain't nobody pulling you over. Yeah, respectfully, I say mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, and 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 it, and it it pulled him back. You know, and I just I explained it in a cool way. I wasn't gonna yell at him. I just said, hey man, like you Facetime me just drinking a drive, toe up, drunk, <laughs> whipping around. So I, was like, <laughs> like, so you, I was like, so you talk about these people that you know, that's like, crazy. so why can't you get pulled over then? Yeah. You're always drinking and driving. That's an insane law. It's a totally insane law. My buddy. My buddy. I guess I won't put him on name because I'm not trying to put him on blast. But uh, (laughs) he's he's much older than me. He's like 15 years older than me. He drinks and drives all the time. White dude, you know? White dude from Orange County. Yeah, that's I could hear. White dude from (laughs) White dude from Orange County, but he was just like, yo, like, he's like, I've never ever once been pulled over or tailed by the cops. He's 40 something years old. He's like, and then you sat in my passenger seat, and we got followed for four miles. He's like, how fucking insane is that? And I was like, wow. yeah, bro. And he's like, 
this shit is real. And I'm like, yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember that time I got pulled over? Bro? With me, yeah, with, man. With you. The guy, he, he, he said I was on my phone. I said, I was not on we my We had two phone, liquid deaths in the, between us, and he pulled up to me on a motorcycle, looked inside, he goes, pull over. I go, fuck, he thinks it's a liquid death. He thinks we're drinking. And he pulled over, and he goes, what are you drinking? We're like, it's water, officer. Water, yep. He's like, well, you were on your phone. I'm like, this motherfucker wasn't on his phone. He tried to sun you, too. And then he gave me the most stern look. Like and speech, I was like, too. He gave me a full speech. He tried to sun him. Yeah, man. I have a very similar story. I was 19. Halloween, so 2009. I, was, I, was, I had a rap show, but I was going to pick up my homegirl. So I used to pass out CDs. This is the time of CDs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I had a shoebox. Full of CDs, but my sidekick I threw in the shoebox, and I was just driving, and like rapping along to my own songs, like practicing for the show, That's right? Sick. But my shit's in the back, so I stop at the stop sign. I see a cop. I'm like, oh look, a cop, and I just keep going. <laughs> this nigga pulls me over three blocks down, right? He's like, why'd you run that stop sign back there? Or no, no. First he goes, why were you on your cell phone? I was like, sir, I'm not on my, I wasn't on my cell phone. And he's like, yeah, you were on your cell phone. You were talking on your cell phone. And I was like, I promise you I was not talking on my cell phone. And I was like, you mind? And he's like, go ahead. I'm like, I'm going to reach in the back in that shoebox under that jacket where my cell phone is. And I grabbed it. And I'm like, see? And he's like, you were definitely on your phone. I'm like, the cool thing about these new phones is they call log everything. I'm like, oh, look, I haven't responded to any text message in 10 minutes. Haven't responded to any phone call. I'm like, I always talk shit to cops, which I should stop. <laughs> but I always do. Like, and and uh, he's just like, he's pissed, like just fucking livid at this point. And he goes, yeah, well, you ran the stop sign anyway. And I was just like, uh, okay. So I, I actually ended up almost going to jail over that because I was like not succumbing. I wouldn't pay it. Right. It was wow. like five, six year ordeal. Um, wow. But like, just cause he was wrong. Yeah. Like, and he's like, I wasn't on my cell phone. He just pulled me over for, I don't know what fucking, I mean, it was Halloween. So they say quotas aren't real, but you yeah, know, hella like, real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that shit was crazy. I was like, yo, like, I straight up got a DWB and I almost went to jail for it. You know, like, Holy shit. like that shit was crazy, but they suspended my license. So I just drove dirty for like three, four years. Like. <laughs> Like it was just really. <laughs> I've been dirty. Yeah, it was really dirty, crazy. Dirty. But I was like, man, that re- that man really like just could not handle being wrong as fuck. Yeah, so after that day with you, man, shit. he wasn't even yeah. on his phone, dude. Was, that shit problem. was nuts. nuts. That's a problem. Yeah, I mean, I I lived in Brazil for like twenty years, and then a lot of times people would say to me like, oh, I ne- racism doesn't exist here," and I was like, "Who who are you talking to?" You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Who? What world are you living? Yeah. You know, because immediately, like, there, I felt, you know, completely, I felt a lot of vibes going on. But I realized that a lot of people I was meeting were living in this type of bubble there. Mm. But um, I've gotten pulled over there, like, five times at least. Why are you in an Uber, uh, too? And an Uber in the back. They thought they kidnapped the driver. <laughs> a few times, it was like, That's once nuts. I was with my friend from Belgium, and we're in the back, and they thought I kidnapped him and the driver. The drivers were bugging out. They were like, yo, what the fuck is going yeah. on? Like, they had never seen anything like that. But I never really seen a lot of black people taking Ubers or taxis there, mm-hmm. ever. So it was like a weird thing for I them to see, like, a black guy in the back of a car, you know, like, at least that's my perspective that I've had. And I, I I just never see it that often. They think it's weird and they're like, why he got money for this? Or, yeah, it's like, what's yeah. going on? It's like either <laughs> yeah. he, so at one time leaving the airport, you know, and they got guns drawn out. You know, they're definitely nervous. And I'm just like, yo, I got a passport. 
it's right here. I just arrived, you know, in, in Portuguese with, you know, an accent. And they're like, okay, this dude definitely has an accent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then there's no apology or anything. It's just like guns back no. in and then just off. And the drivers that I'm usually with, they're just like, damn. I've never seen that shit happen before. I was like, oh, I have a Dude, few times. Yeah. That's insane. That yeah. house that I lived in in Orange County, I had a roommate 10 years older than me. Oh, you're talking about this. Dude, I worked with. Um, but there was a lot of us. It was a big house that we were in. Um, How many people lived there? It was five of us at the time. Uh, he got a misdemeanor DUI, which means he actually passed the sobriety test at the checkpoint, but blew like. Point two over, or point zero two over, like very yeah. little. Like it, the legal limit was like point oh eight. Like he was like barely over. It was like point oh eight two five or something. He got so they give him this misdemeanor DUI. Um, he doesn't go to the last class. You have to go to like the series of classes. They raided our house over that. So wow. we threw a show. I don't know what show. It was a Zabulba show. I think the night before, <laughs> and like, but we had they were gone. But I'd partied all night. It's like six o'clock in the morning. I go to pee. I see a flashlight coming up my stairs. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And they're just like, boom, gun, like big gun in my face. And I'm like, yo, what? And they're like, come downstairs. They're like, are you Damon? And I'm like, no, I'm not. That fool's foot taller than me and 10 years older than me. But he had locks too. And they're just uh-huh. like, nah, you look like you might be him. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I'm like, start going down my stairs. There's a cop sitting at my piano in the living room, just shittily playing. And I go, are you serious? And he goes, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> this is 6, 6.30 in the morning. He just looks at me and goes, shut the fuck up, playing my piano horribly. So I go <laughs> and sit down. There's like eight cops in my living room, and they're just like questioning me, having me pull my hair back, telling me to stand straight and all this stuff, and like holding up photos to the side of my face and all this stuff. And I'm just like, yo, like, would y'all have put in all this effort if it wasn't just like a, like a misdemeanor DUI? That's crazy. That's a lot of resources. Um they had crazy guns, too. Like, I didn't know. It was Orange County Sheriff's. They had crazy guns. But when they finally left, because they're like, it's not you, they, that was like eight cops in the house. Like, eight more came from around the house. It was like 16 cops, machine Jesus guns, dude. big trucks, like a full-on raid for a DUI. And uh, my roommate goes like, yo, all this for a misdemeanor DUI? And they go, we're bored. And I was like, okay, cool. Oh and that God, was like, dude. that was that was actually one of the things that made me like get out of Orange County. Mm. But that's like, that's the type of shit, man. It's just like, w- like not wanting to be wrong. I'm surprised not more happened to me that day. Right. Because yeah. they were really trying to make me be that guy. We're bored. Yeah. Also, I know we're probably way off subject. No, it's okay. Probably want to talk about? <laughs> you probably want to? You probably want to know about the band? Yeah. How'd you guys meet? How'd you guys end up playing? This? How'd you guys meet and become? together for Zulu yeah that's pretty much yeah like I was on tour with my other band yeah and Dez was my feeling which was crazy yeah. and I came back oh hey hello Dez is that your name Dez right you're, you're in the <laughs> first band time now? meeting yeah wow yeah we met at band practice but there but Zane and was like yo this dude oh I drove you back to Lake Elsinore because be- long before I was in the band this dude Zane was saying like yo Braxton's like the most dedicated musician I know he doesn't drive he's taking the train back and forth and the bus back and forth like, like Elsinore. Yeah. It was like an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. Like, and he's doing this all the time. And I was like, yo, like, it's a long drive. So, like, that bus journey and, like, daunting and, like, dealing with other people. I'm like, that's crazy. So, I just drove him back and then we chopped it up. And then I was like, man, this dude's cool. Like, him and I were definitely, like, 
boys after, in the band. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, but I was just in the band after that. And I think they liked, I'd been sitting on ideas for something like this for so long, like literally a decade that it was just like, they're like, oh yeah, like you're in the band for sure. And they're just like, <laughs> like, you know, then my input was being appreciated, which, you know, I liked. And then, you know, the collaboration started happening with like ideas and, at the time, there was a temporary drummer who was a fill-in. And so we started the journey of looking for a new drummer. And I was like, yo, outside of like a practice space, I was like, yo, what if we got a black woman? And then literally on some like weird universe shit, at the same time that was happening, Christine, there was no Zulu Instagram or anything. Christine had seen a video of Zulu playing before I was in the band, a chain reaction. And just went and seeked out like anyone from the band's Instagram, found Anaya, followed him. She had a bunch of drum videos up. Wow. Anaya's like, yo, you're sick. You want to jam? <laughs> She's like, yeah. Where are you at? Arizona. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, me, Zane, did you go with this? You didn't go with this, huh? Or no, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it no, was. Zane couldn't go. Zane, Zane couldn't go, but I was like, yo, like. Hop in the Honda. Really? Let's go to Arizona. I was like, hop in the Honda. We threw our cabs in there and we drove and then we jammed with her for like four or five hours. And her mom had hella snacks. Yeah, her mom like hella snacks. Her mom like prepped it. Because it was like we didn't call it a tryout, but it was kind of like you know what it was that was very impressive? Is like Anaya was like, yo, do you maybe want to jam? And the next day she sent a video of her playing all the songs. All the songs. All the sleep. All the sleep. And like doing vocals too. And we were just like Oh, you're crazy. So like <laughs> we went and we jammed with her and we we're like, this is sick. We like worked out some kinks and we're like, yo, do you want to play? Like you want to come out and play a show with us? And then the rest was kind of live stream. stream. Yeah, we had a live and stream. And then our first show was with Spy and Scalp in the Bay, uh, San Jose. And that was like our, our like first show at this lineup and it was nuts. What year was that? To 2021. Wow, man. Yeah, 2021. Oh so the uh, yeah. so well, we there only played was three shows before that, like three or yeah. four, maybe five shows. Zane was really busy with Wacko, so he left the band, and then we got uh, Satchel like filled in, but just ended up staying too. It's kind of just <laughs> how we, how we do it for yeah. the live stream. But yeah, we played that show in the Bay at the X Bar. You said Spy and Spy and Scalp, and this band Shadow Man, Shadow Parker. It was like crazy band from the Bay. Yeah, at X Bar, that was. The drive where I was like, yo, y'all, I'm going to make this one-off shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make this one-off shirt to wear at one of our shows that says Abolish My Hardcore. And they're like, yo, that's, that's hard. And I was like, yo, let it let that be a band shirt. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> that's for so funny. me. I was like, and it was like, like They're like, everyone's like, no, that's hilarious. Yeah. Like, it's got to be merch. And I'm like, nah, that's for me. And then, like, <laughs> they're just like badgering me for like 10 minutes. I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Like, whatever. Like. I'm always like for the greater good, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, let's go. And then uh, <laughs> Anaya mocked it up on his phone. And I mean, we know the stories like that. It just went crazy. Uh, we posted, we were on tour with Scowl and Head to Wall. Mm -hmm. And who else? That was it. Uh, Scowl and Head to Wall. We did like a little Southwest run. But um, we post, we were at outside of like some gas station and. Chrissy took photos of the shirt oh, and then it yeah. got posted on Facebook and then and it like went crazy. And we like, didn't even know for like hours because we're, you know, in the middle of nowhere yeah. or whatever. And then we're just like, it's like, yo, there's like a hundred comments on this shirt. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and this time the people were reaching because I had like a, like a warrant cherry pie shirt, but it was like cropped. 
like, how dumb is it he cropped that shirt? Like, he should have yeah, left yeah. it normal. I was like, yeah, like people just like, being like mad uh, at Braxton. Just finding anything they could do wow. to flame And I was just like, like crazy. I was like, was oh, here we go. And right. then it was just like, we had just started the Instagram, and then I was like, oh, this person said they're going to kill us. Oh, this person said don't come to New York. Oh, this and that and this. Like, one dude was like, yo, when y'all come to New York, we'll see yes. what you have to say about this. A little squatty and I was dude. Like, I was like, yo, <laughs> I was like, record this video, and I, and I was like, shut up before I abolish your existence. And the dude was like, you will see how tough you're talking when you come to New York, et cetera, et cetera. We were like in New making, York chilling. Like, yeah, making valid threats. <laughs> we were he was making crazy chilling. threats, and I was like, yo, I'll put you on the guest list. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, all pull good. up. Pull up. Let's and pull up. I was good. like, I was like, um, I didn't say anything crazy, but I was like, maybe ask around, you know, and then he ended up apologizing. He said a very sincere apology. Wow. Shout out Draco. My DMs full of sincere apologies. Yeah. Wow. He said a sincere apology, but that was like because we did the like the uh, not fest interview where we explained the shirt. Yeah. But yeah, like people like really took it to heart. I wasn't what, on TikTok. What was the ex- explanation? Yeah. That's, just for people. That's a, yeah. I was saying uh, get rid of the idea that hardcore is just a white space. Right. That. We weren't out here like, oh, there's one killer white guy. It wasn't like that. Like right. it was like it wasn't like some death squad. Like it was literally just like, yeah. If people were thinking we're just like, there's a video that we're like a, a black nationalist like terrorist group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, because people were contacting the venues trying to get the tour shut down what? or get us kicked off. Yeah. But my whole thing, like my wow. whole reasoning for the stuff for that shirt, anyway, it was like part of it was we were. Like I said, I booked a lot of shows. I was around a lot of stuff. Yes. Number one, I stopped listening to hardcore for like a very long time because I can predict a riff from like 45 seconds ahead. Because I, I know where, like, I'm like, cool. Yeah. like, And I get it. Like, we're not reinventing the wheel here. But it's like, try something, yeah. you know? And then beyond that, the lyrical, the, the subject of like, okay, you got betrayed. Okay. Yeah, you got stabbed in the back. Okay, someone was talking shit. Yeah. Cool. Like these are just things that happen in life, yeah. bro. Like, but like me having to hear it for the last fifteen years, <laughs> like I don't like. <laughs> let's not harp on it, bro. Let's move yeah, on. Like, move on. But yeah. I was just like, yo, we're like we're we're covering the same subject matter over and over again, and it's by the same people that look the same and like do the same things. Yeah. There's like. You know, it's supposed to be this radical thing, but there's a uniform. There's a way to do lyrics. There's a way to play guitar. There's a way to present yourself. And, like, all of that was just lame to me. So the thought of, like, abolish white hardcore. It's like it wasn't to threaten anyone's existence. It's really like, yo, just, like, take a look at, once again, your foundation. Like, why are you doing these things? It's just what you've seen over and over again. Like, go reach for some different references go do something different. Let's expand this. And also let's see other people. Like I, I was tired of being tokenized. I was tired of seeing other people I know be tokenized in it. And like in reality, in hardcore, I've seen white dudes try to pit black dude against another black dude, you know? And like that, it's just lame and it's lame. And my whole, I was just like, nah, enough. Like, and enough was like boiled down to three words, like abolish white hardcore. Like, Mm. You know, growing up in Arizona, I, I don't know if you guys experienced this, but like, anytime I went to a show and there was another black person there, are you guys brothers? They would always <laughs> look at me like, "Yeah, fuck you doing here?" I, I go, like, "Hey, man, like, bro, what do you mean? What am I? What are you doing yeah. here? Like, we're, we're doing the same shit. Yeah. Like, I would get that all the time, and it was like, it, it was, it was this most uncomfortable thing because I was always like a lone wolf. Like, I went to shows 
by myself. Like yeah. I didn't really, I wasn't, I didn't do crew shit. I didn't do clicks. I, I just love the music so much. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so anytime I'd pull up, like, you know, so if this black dude didn't like me, then I, I didn't really care that much because I'm already here alone. You know what I mean? But it was always weird whenever that would happen. It was almost like, like it almost felt like a, in a weird way, this kind of gatekeeping yeah. thing, like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm somebody here because yeah, like you're conditioned to live. You you conditioned to live your life in like to try to appeal to like like white people. So you, as a kid, you would like you would want to be tokenized just so you can be. Like, oh, see, look, finally, I'm the good one, quote unquote. Yeah, and I was always there. I had like boneheads come to shows like i said at the di show you know what man you want the good ones you know the other ones and as a kid that was like oh thanks man but growing up I was like no that's just horrible so it's the worst thing you could ever yeah hear. that's awful well, that's super it's awful. the worst thing you could ever hear i got in trouble for hitting someone because they were like well there's black people and there's niggers but you're just a black person you know yeah. and i was just like like that and that, that was I probably by my homie's girlfriend yeah oh. i probably heard that exact <laughs> sentence like a hundred times <laughs> like you it's know? crazy and like, it's like <laughs> That and that's the thing, but like you, you want to assimilate so bad. You want to yeah, have some yeah. acceptance because you're tired, you're exhausted, so you want to have some acceptance. So you do appeal to white sensibilities, and it happens way beyond hardcore. It's, you, it's you confuse, all over America. You confuse being a fetish or a token for like actual genuine friendship and admiration. So like you're strive for that. Like yeah, man. Like and it that wasn't like coonery, but it's like as a kid you do not know, and I was very young to not know that that was like the wrong way to go. So I was like internalizing, yeah, I'm the good one, yeah. And then as I got older, I was like, yo, that's just horrible. Like, that's yeah. insane. Yeah, oh, I've, I've had a very, it's crazy. Like, yeah, very. I've had a, quite a few weird things said to me. Like, I mean, even being adopted into a white family, mm-hmm. like, uh, there's people like, man, that's that's uh, interesting. Like, like black people have said this to me, like, oh, that's crazy. You you embraced uh, your white family. I go, yeah, that's what happened. Like, why Why wouldn't I? Like, that's, yeah, yeah. Oh, the people gave me a fucking chance. <laughs> yeah, like the people that raised me. Like, yeah, 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 like, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I have a weird situation because I, I, you know, I was adopted in my teens. Uh-huh. You know, oh, I was okay. with, I was with my mom and, you know, stepfather and all that shit, blah, blah, blah. But, um, I, I, you know, that that's it's such a weird question mm-hmm. to like here. I'm like, yeah, why, why wouldn't I say? They're like, oh, yeah, you talk about how you came from a white neighborhood. I go, what, what, what do you want me to say? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. the truth. What would you yeah. like me to talk about? You want, you want me to not just not, you know, think that that part existed in my world? Like, it's just, you just hear weird shit from people. Yeah. Sometimes, like, being, you know, along, along the lines of, like, you know, the way we, you know, like, cats like us operate and it's in – you know, like, and we're just like, we just see ourselves as like, this is just what it is. Yeah. It's not for a white thing. It's not for a black. It's just, oh, this is, I've always thought of it like this ever since I was growing up. I thought, like, I didn't get into music because, or the music I got into because of white kids. Like, right. all this, all this was discovered on my own just through the radio. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I just looked at it as like, oh, this is for everybody. Because you mm-hmm. think, like, if I'm, if I'm at the radio, Listening to this stuff, and I can change. Yeah, no one's guiding me on changing the the radio station. Like yeah. this is all my discovery. So I'm like, oh, this is for everybody. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? If it's easy yeah. to just change the station on the radio, then all what I'm doing is for everybody. I didn't think of it as like, 
oh, well, I can't listen to this because I'm black. No, mm. if I got a radio and I can change the station, yeah, I can listen to it. Right. That's I had how a, I thought of it. I went to the Gap and I got a shirt. Shout it was out like to the Gap. It was like those like those stock like you know like the two thousand five six like like Chris Angel type of stuff like like <laughs> you know like 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 affliction looking stuff. Right. So I got like it, it says yeah. sold my soul to rock and roll. I thought it was so sick. It was like a sick. heart and a guitar. They're like someone said you're a disgrace to black people for wearing that. Yeah, and they're like, I can't believe, like, oh, yeah, oh you mean yeah. rock and roll, like rock? I was like, yeah, yeah. like, oh, you're like, like it was yeah. crazy, like, it wasn't even a band. I got yeah. that for the the Fallout Boy shirt. Wow, like, it wasn't yeah. even a band; it was like a stock Gap design. I was like, bro, come on, like, you know, it was yeah. crazy. That's weird, right? Yeah. I mean, I thought it was strange even growing up when they're like, oh, you like that devil music? They got guitar, electric guitar, and I was like, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, man, I'm I mean, I, sure there's a lot of black people that play guitar. Started, yeah, yeah. electric <laughs> guitar with rock and roll, and yeah. I, it, it's it's mm. hard for me to understand that these people can't realize that, but it's. it's I used insane. to walk back and forth to school with my guitar, and it was just like always a problem, you know. And I'm like, "What the hell? <laughs> like, this is crazy!" Wow. And, and like, I'd be like, "Yo, on my sidekick, I'm like, yo, look at this—a black person playing guitar." And they're like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" <laughs> but the the it's there nuts. was a I was skating home. My friend Jack, been my my friend since like kindergarten, but we're in middle school at this point, and like. I, I love Blink-182. It was the second day of sixth grade. I remember this shit so vividly. Like, you know, I was on Stern Street by the Wendy's. And, I'm, uh, <laughs> and I was singing. I was singing Blink-182. Got a lot of heartache. He's a fucking weasel. And this fucking, <laughs> this dude, this dude skates up to me and goes, oh, man. I'm like, what? And he's like, you're one of those black dudes that likes white shit, huh? And I was like, what? He's I was like, I like oh, music. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he was like, I was like, I didn't realize that it was supposed to be white shit. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, that shit must have sat. He actually apologized for that shit like two years ago. He, came, he found me at a bar. Wow. This dude. Yeah. Like literally. Him, yeah. Yeah. Literally 19 years later, you know? And I was just like, oh shit. Like, you know, it was just really crazy that, but that was like when I realized, like, oh, like people are like, this is going to be a hell of a road for me for like liking. Right. right this stuff that I didn't even know was considered other, you know? Yeah. But there's, like, there's a lot of things that happen in America specifically that are just geared towards race. Yeah. And yeah. Because, yeah. again, it stems from the very founding of this country. But at the same time, you know, you step outside of this country and you realize, like, people aren't thinking in that same manner, you know? Like, I was watching this whole thing about, like, eating watermelon and how that was, like, like growing up, it was like a weird thing. Like you'd be in the corner, like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna eat this watermelon. I don't want anybody making fun of me yeah. or and shit." And I don't need to hear any of yeah. these jokes. At least I had this feeling at sometimes. But then there are people there, like in Africa, you know, and they come and they're just like, "I don't understand what the fuck you're talking yeah. about," yeah. or anywhere mm. in Brazil or anywhere. Yeah. And I'm like eating watermelon. And my friends are like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Why don't you just eat this watermelon yeah. in front of everybody?" I'm like, yeah. "No, like, bro, you don't get good. it. <laughs> you know." idea mm, what yeah. you know where the watermelon like, thing stems from not to like die i feel like i'm like umar on this shit no like after after slavery black people were making so much money off of watermelon that they had to stigmatize it like it was just straight up jealousy like so they like basically defamed watermelon to make it wow. a thing that was like yo like real hater ass shit you right, know right. What I'm <laughs> Like that is like level one hundred hater. It. Like that's level one hundred wow. hater. A lot of haters, man. Holy shit! Yo, no fucking that. fruit. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, a fruit. It, it grows like it grows yo, in the ground. Yeah, like, yeah. It grows, yo. 
Nah, but black farmers were banking off of it. So they're just yeah. like, nah, we got to stigmatize it to make it like they started associating it with laziness and like, you know, yeah, all these different things sambo to stuff. like, yeah, yeah the yeah. sambo shit. Like, so I, I want to ask you something because you've had quite a few people come up and apologize to you. Mm. Like, you know, with that being said, does that do you like, yeah, what, what's your reaction to that? Are you like, yeah, you should be sorry. Or are you more like, oh, I appreciate that. Mm. You know, um, it's kind of in between, you know, um, it's like. I'm for their sake. I'm glad they've had some realizations for sure. They didn't really have to come to me about them because like, fuck them. I was going to live anyway. For you sure. know, true. Like and, and I'm like very far past the point with a lot of those things that were said or done to me as a kid where yeah. it like, affects me like that. Yeah, because it's still very much part of my reality like you know you build that exoskeleton for sure so i just you know part of it is like cool i'm glad you've had that realization now the work just started like you yeah, got a yeah. long road ahead yeah. of you dog uh-huh. like cool you just yeah, keep yeah. trekking on you know um mm. but it was like oh, man after george floyd that was like yo, know, straight up like my girl was like don't answer your phone because it was like 60 calls a day of people like circling back around wow. trying to like yeah. apologize for something they'd said or done or like telling me that I was right about something. And I just wasn't even in the mood, mm. you know, like mm-hmm. people I'd lived with old roommates who did shit. They didn't even know why they did some shit. Right. And I was like, they yeah. were really just being a yeah. hater. Yeah. And that's like, cause a lot of it is microaggression. Yeah. Mm. And a lot of it is like with the way I carry myself and like with how strong I am about my presence and like being like, no, you're not going to belittle me. Like I'm not going to make myself small for you. Yeah. Like, which is what I think like the, an important thing is like not making myself small is that it offends people, but they don't know why it offends them. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. and so I think the realizations came a lot in 2020 and it was a lot of like, yeah, apologies. And now, yeah, mm-hmm. still people are apologizing to me. Um, and I've had like life, like it, racism has altered the course of my life. Like I was kicked out of the AP program in high school before I even started. Like yeah. based off my race, like literally they tried wow. to get the person fired who kicked me out. Like just these, my, my life has been drastically altered by this, but I'm like, you know, there's a path, whatever. I'll stay steadfast. Yeah. That's on interesting. Yeah. I, you know, you, you got, you got me realizing some shit too. Like with that answer, you know, especially when I think about the, what I talk about on stage and all the things that I talk about and people are like, why do you talk about it? I was like, that's been my whole life. I mean, that's what has been delivered to mm-hmm. me on a regular basis. Right. Is what is what I'm talking about. That's mm-hmm. why I'm, you know, saying it. It's not it's not a new thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I may just be a new cat to you that you're listening to, but I'm, I'm telling you, like this is what it's been like my whole life. And you know, I used to be, you know, if someone apologized to me. I, I mean, I had mad anger issues. Still kind of do. Pretty good. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you just call you just call old boy bitch like ten <laughs> times today. But yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. But you know, like. I remember one time at at audition for this big comedy festival in this uh the dude that was like booking it at the time or whatever you know came up to me after my like audition and it's like a it's a tough festival to get in big comedy festival biggest comedy festival you could ever get in and um you know he said some like shit to me compared to me or just like called me like he just called me another black comedian just because and, and meanwhile mm. I'm nothing like that comedian at all Right. Nothing like it. And then uh, and then I when I went and did the festival, like it was in this theater 
you know, it's like the new, fa- it's called the, like the new faces or whatever. And went to this festival and was on stage performing and had an amazing set. Amazing set, which I never say shit like that. I like it, like, you know, as a comic, you kind of, you know, show a lot of humility. So you're like, ah, that set was okay. But, you know, that one, I was like, yeah, I fucked this shit up. <laughs> Even Blake Griffin sick. came up to me and was like, hey, dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, shout out Blake Griffin, yeah. Um, but, you know, the dude came up to me after and was like, hey, man, I I really want to apologize. He goes, you're, you're not that comic. You're Chappelle Lacey. Wow. And I, you know, I'm I'm sorry I said that. He's like, damn right, put some respect on my name. Put some respect. Now, old me, pre-anger management me would have done that, but I was just like, I shook his hand and was like, man, that 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 means a lot to me. Yeah, you know, that's nice. Yeah, I, yeah, like it actually meant a lot. Because I think it's the feeling of being seen. Because a lot of like what we go through with like prejudice or racism, microaggressions is like, you feel unseen. So I think when someone has a realization and then sees you for like the human that you are, right? Like beyond the skin, then it's like very satisfying mm-hmm. or, or you know vindicating, whatever, however you want to look at it. But I, uh, yeah. So I just definitely I'm still working on the anger thing, but I don't express it because part of me is I'm like, yo, it's, it's a privilege for me to be mad at you. Like mm. you don't even get that from me, little mm. bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you don't you don't even get to experience my anger, you know? Like, yeah. I gave everybody my anger. <laughs> I was like, who want it? Yeah, who want yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's the? Uh, I'm bringing back to Zulu too now. Um, what's like the main inspiration for Zulu? Like maybe influences other bands or? I'm Man. a broken record because. Yeah, he's a broken record. Like he's about to go on about. Because I didn't even know power violence was a genre until I heard you guys. Because I know that's actually a style of music with super fast beats and all that stuff. A lot of people say we're not even power violence. Yeah, a lot of people say we're not. We're not even the power violence band. Whatever. Like (laughs) I would say, like grind, grind violence. It's like power violence and grind influence hardcore. A lot of people are always on uh, saying dumb stuff, but. For me, what definitely influenced was like Wolverine Blues era Entombed. Oh, Entombed. Yes. Yes. Like, da 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 demon. Like, that stuff is crazy. That's so sick. Wolverine Blues. That's a great album. Great it's, recording. It's their, it's their best record. I, I agree. Think. 100%. Yeah, that. And, um, like, Insect Warfare was crazy. And stuff like that. Um, is Siege, Death Metal is, and Pete. Is Siege, like, the first band from 1984 or something? Yeah, like, Siege. Set it off. Come Remember on, ex- son. Come on. You're my deep dive, son. Deep dive. And for me, like, Extreme Noise Terror. Okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> off again. All right. Come back, Extreme Noise come Terror back. was that band. She like, loves you guys so Chappelle much more today. Back. Yes. Like, okay. Extreme Noise Terror and Terrorizer and all that stuff. Like, I... Like, and Clipic Slaughter too, which is Ooh, like, wow, yes, Clipic Slaughter, and that's not that's not even like grinder PV, but okay. it's, it's just fast, okay, it's so fast. So that's what I would say like, for sure. Yeah, just fast. I mean, my like as far as my contribution goes, my influences are all over the place. One of my favorite, when I didn't touch on this with the tooth and nail shit, Acidies Burn is one of my favorite bands too. Mm. Yeah, like. That actually has influenced my whole guitar style. It's Cody Bonnet, whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, also, I have Acidies Burn tattoo. But, oh, wow. Uh, nice. Really? Um, but, like, like I give it up to them because they opened up the gates, and I will never stop saying this shit. It's trash talk. Open shit oh, up. For sure. And, that was, yeah. and they had... They had that power violence in them and, like, that mm-hmm. just hard shit like that. Yeah. That It really spans a lot. Like their sound and like they just have the straight up punk songs. I actually was a trash talk hater at first because I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, you're not allowed to be this good." Like, <laughs> like, 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 like really, like for real. When I was yeah. young, I was like, mm-hmm. 
But like, but they, they were opening like, up for Odd Future. Yeah, they, yeah, I was gonna yeah, say, yeah, yeah. But I said Tyler dining yeah. at their yeah, shows yeah. and shit. Yeah, awesome, this is like, be, yeah. but they, they're only in that position because they were already the shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm yeah. saying? Like that, their writing was incredible, and you know, and like so trash talk, like sex prisoner stuff like that. Yeah, that's like kind of what we. I think felt, yeah, uh, Weekend Nachos, mm-hmm. um, freaking ACX, freaking DC, ACX DC. <laughs> oh wow. my god! Just like for me though, I like I actually um, I tend, depending on what music I'm making at the time, because I do a lot of different things, I won't. I'll drop out from that genre. I won't listen to anything from it because I don't want to accidentally steal. Wow, yeah. the stuff yeah, will like yeah. feel good for the you. Subconsciously, yeah. you're just make stuff yeah. like, oh, yeah. in is, my yeah. head already. Yeah, Which especially, is, especially when it makes you like feel so good. Yeah, like damn, I fuck with this shit, and yeah. then all of a sudden you go and write it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you dived into Madball, like not a year ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, Mad Peace would have these crazy bouncy yeah, mosh yeah, I parts. Like, wait, wait, wait. I was like, yo, that's a Madball <laughs> yeah, riff. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't even think about it. Yeah. yeah, I did shit like that on my demo before, where it was like. <laughs> Orange and I, I just saw oh, yeah. just like Chaka had that flow, and I was like, yeah, yeah, Orange and I. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I really loved. Uh... Oh man, I'm forgetting the band right now. Is it Power Violence? Suicide band? File. Su- no, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Suicide File, like influences kind of like definitely influences some stuff in me. Um, you know, American Nightmare, As Cities yeah. Burn. I'm like I'm all over the place and I'm yeah, weird because I'm sure, very much sure. I was like I spent so much time trying to be counterculture which is like one of those things was like I was wrong you know what I'm saying like yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought a Zune instead of an iPod what was I thinking like I was yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh but so I like I was very eh about a lot of stuff but I think that actually helped me kind of write more original stuff and like I by no means write all of the Zulu stuff like we all like contributed riffs like yeah. every, every single one of us mm-hmm. um but it's definitely like our influences are kind of all over and what we try to bring to it. Like at the end of the day, Anaya polished everything that we brought to the table. Okay. Um, Is he bringing the hip hop influence as far as like that's the, that's all of us? Yeah. 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 yeah that's all of us. Um, that's just, you know, part of the thing is like we don't. The message, the, uh, the crass way, and I wouldn't say it this way because it doesn't even curse. But, like the crass way of delivering the message is like "fuck your box." Like okay. we won't, we're not in whatever box you think that you. we're in. Yeah. Like I, I don't that. know. Powerful. The next record may be an indie record. Who knows? Yeah. Like it's just whatever we feel is what we're gonna write. Yeah. And that, and then we're gonna try to make it cohesive as possible. Yeah. It's definitely but, a way to to stay in the game for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's important to have that evolution and not be afraid to change. You know, mm-hmm. and a lot of bands have this, you know, problem that they trying to appease a lot of people out there and they make the same record really, over and over again. Yeah. You know, yeah. they get comfortable. And I think it's important not to get comfortable, you know, I to really like, shake it shake like, it up. Early yes and like yeah, like yes did and you like bring up yes? I yes, love he did. yes. Yes he did. Yes he did. I mean obviously like it's very all over the place like prog, but it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. every song like like fragile there's like classical renditions and they're just like bow now 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 there's like heavy stuff. it's like all over the place in a way that's like cohesive like like zeppelin like queen like there's stuff like queen could do it like when they were in their head they could do anything same with the clash yeah. clash too clash yeah. as well yeah Hell like yeah. any genre queen could do any genre and it would fit yeah but like i now i think with the lp we established early on that we can just like bounce around you know different different things yeah right. and i 
I think that's important. And part of it is to like, it's not even all for us or for like accolades. It's to like let other kids know. Cause like when we talk about what we dealt with, with like being tokenized mm-hmm. or any of these, any of these problems we've dealt with, it's still happening. And it's to like, if I can, if a kid can get shaken out of some conditioning at 14, as opposed to 19, 20, 21, 22 and avoid a lot of pain, then like, awesome like that's that's kind of part of the goal and like you know we're we're no one's saviors or anything of that nature but it's just like passing the energy on you know Mm -hmm. and like the like at this point i feel like as far as hardcore goes i'm washed bro i'm 33 years old you know what i'm saying (laughs) like like and i uh but uh so we had like this this issue in texas and there was like an older older person who got into it with one of the members of the band but I like pulled the dude aside, you know, and he was very much like standing his ground on the issue. And I was like, hey, bro, like the things you fought for, the things I fought for are not even for us. Like that is selfish. Like it's for the next generation. Mm. So I was like, it's not even our world anymore, dog. Like I don't I don't like I don't set the tempo. That is for them to do. And I just try to amplify the message or whatever, you know, but it's like, it's not, it's very much like not so much of a selfish thing. I feel like it, it is for other people that look like us to like break out of whatever box that they're in, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's just really the simplicity of it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's complicated, but it's simple <laughs> at the end of the day is yeah. like, forget the box. Like we're trying to represent and to show that you don't have to just be one thing. I you don't that, have man. to assimilate, mm-hmm. you know. Like, you have a fucking rock him tattoo, yeah. you know. And I'm sure people have, like, questioned you about it in maybe not a positive way, totally. you know, which is unfair. And yeah. I have a fucking fallout boy tattoo. Yeah. And a descendants and acidies brand. I gotta stop getting music. I have tattoos. a Coldplay tattoo and yeah. Madonna tattoo. There you go. Too. And like, yeah, and like Coldplay is incredible. Coldplay yes. they, they got songs. They I got forgot they to got mention track. the Coldplay is the reason I started playing guitar actually. Oh my god. Now I love me more, man. Yellow. And I will show you something after this. I'll show you something after this. Okay. But yellow, I did a talent show where I airplayed guitar and I <laughs> I faked it and I did Creed. With oh. arms wide open with my buddy Gary. <laughs> Gary Boyd, <laughs> shout out to you. <laughs> I did. And then after the talent show, I got to spend the night at my friend Gary Boyd's house. And I, I'm, I've been an insomniac since I was like six years old. Like legit, I go to sleep at, I don't. I've been an insomniac since I was very young. And I'm watching MTV and it's like four o'clock in the morning and I'm 11 years old. And then I see this motherfucker, Chris Martin, walking down the beach. And I'm like... Oh shit! <laughs> oh, you got some things to say. Look Amazing. at the stars. Oh, and I was like, I gotta actually like that. Outside of like the school of rock thing, that's what made me play wow. guitar. Really, I was like, like that was the night where I was like, I gotta figure it out. Like that's absolutely. Amazing. But I don't know where I deviated from. Yeah, no, you don't like, need look, the box. You don't yeah. need the box. You don't need it. It's I, like, and the box is unfair. You know, like. And racism is, racism is very real and misogyny is very real and all these things are very real. But I think there can be advantages made if you choose to live outside of that box. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to let my skin determine. Like, you you don't get to have a stereotype of me and make me live in it. 
Like right. screw you, yeah, screw you, and I, that's actually caused me more problems, I think, than it has good things. Yeah, but I, I think it's like maybe why you know companies I've worked for like are so reluctant to promote me in these different things, you know, because they don't even know why. Mm. But it's just like they expect me to be a certain way, mm-hmm. and I'm not that way. This is like, you know, like my goal is to excel in everything, whether it's music or passing on a message or learning from people or being wrong. I'm going to be the best motherfucker at being wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and and we like these, we're going to try to just do things to like a a elevated level when it comes to delivering like what we, our message, which is like, screw the box. (laughs) I love it. And as a hip hop, crazy hip hop, I mean, all of us growing up in New York in the nineties, I love like the the the, sh- the five dog shout out and the where I'm from video, the yeah. scenario remix vibe, the faking the funk main source vibe, whether that's from that or not. Just I love the the ode to the the hip hop. That and uh, Digable well. Planets, yeah, Digable, Digable Planets, Planets too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the I'll just, go ahead, go I ahead. Ju- I just got hit with something. Okay. Yo, this is how wild this is. So we're going off. About the fallout boys, fuel by, by ramen. Oh yeah, Eric yeah. Andre. Wait, Eric Andre in the video too. That was dope. Yeah, that was Eric sick. Andre. And, and meanwhile, let's go, bro. I'm telling you, this motherfucker with Bobby Brown, Keysweat, SWV. <laughs> I'm telling you, he goes deep. Like I'll be. Oh, in the you want to know? I'll be in the car playing this shit, and I'm like, yo, how do you know this? And like, like I'm. Just, it's like shit that I would hear as a kid, you know, from my mom just playing it. So it's like wild to like hear us like talk about these bands, you know, Van Halen's, your poisons, all mm-hmm. this stuff. I'm more hip hop and R and B growing and meanwhile, up. Meanwhile, yeah. like his R and B knowledge, I'm like <laughs> so sick. Like he has a tape of uh, Monica's uh, just one of those days. Just one of those days. <laughs> That's he has crazy. A, yeah, he has, yeah. Tape, he has a cassette tape. That's me and my wife's song, him. man. Yeah, that's him and his wife's song. See, that's you outside the box. Yeah, like and, and, and I like that. that is, and this yeah. guy was around like New York hardcore when like yeah. New hip- York hardcore, but hip hop yeah. too. But I got to be in the Onyx Slam video, House of Pain video. Yeah, I know these things right. already. Okay, so I actually <laughs> know about you through Gym Class Heroes, but that's a whole different thing. Okay, okay, but like uh, the that I've always tried to tell because people be like, yo, like, because this whole time I've been playing heavy music, I've been rapping at the same time, I know, that's and awesome. people been telling me like, you can't do that, and I'm like, you idiot, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, like, you can do your research about like yeah. how these punks. And hardcore kids were like with or like run DMC was with the hardcore kids. And yeah. it's like it's they don't advertise that. A part of me, my, my my weirdo brain thinks that's on purpose. But like you don't really get to see that. Public and enemy too, man. Yeah. Like Punk and all these fuck, all this shit was interwoven. And I think people just like miss that. And I think if people really saw that, then they would have they put less boxes on themselves and other people. I always think you know? the Nas shirt well, Nas when he has the 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 biohazard tea. Mm-hmm. That's like the per like that time. I mean, y'all, you lived it, but like I, was there, yeah. I always see that time like so hip hop and hardcore and punk and like counterculture and skating and graph was like all one. Bubble. Especially in New York, it was so yeah. meshed together. So, My so wife awesome. worked at the Palladium. I got to see Wu Tang perform "Protect Your Neck" for the first time. I got to go to all these shows, Mary J. Blige and Hot 97 stuff, because my wife and all of her friends work in these different clubs. We go to CBGB Sunday matinee, oh and then we go God. to the Limelight that night Ew. and see some. We go to the Palladium and see like Tribe, De La, Main Source. I'm very lucky to be in New York at that time. Third base, it's all these different artists, and he worked right. at Fat Farm, on, and I worked at wow. Nana across the street from each other in the early 90s. Yeah, it was fucking crazy time, man. I mean, you could do 
you, I mean, if you were into it, you were into it. Right. Yeah. People wouldn't give and you that, any shit about. Because at the end of the day, you're all misfits. Yeah. Every 100%. single one of yeah, you. No, and that's yeah, that's like the point to me is that like normal is not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just is not. Like, but I, just, I love to like public yeah, enemy. It was so punk rock back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The picture of the way my threat shirts on the radio. I remember it was just like um, they wouldn't. They were afraid. Yeah. To yeah. play it on the radio. And I was yeah. like, oh. I was like. He was a hero in the hardcore scene, Chuck D. Yes. Because it was so rebellious. And it was so the rebellious. same time with so many good hardcore and alternative bands. Like, what they were preaching was Bringing Scott powerful. Ian. Like, they were like... Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was on here. And he yeah, that sounds... Like, Scott Ian and them were like... That sounds nuts to me. It's nuts. When he told yeah. that story here, it was like goosebumps. Yeah. You know, when he was like, yo, when Chuck D came on stage and all, like, the connecting. Yeah. Especially at that time because yeah. they were... I mean, but then um, the Judgment Night soundtrack too, with all yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, God, yeah, yes. crazy, dude. And like, that's the Holy Grail. Yeah, <laughs> to mean, me, all that stuff is crazier then because, like, race, for better word, uh, race relations was more volatile. Mm. Oh, yeah. So yeah. like, for like all that stuff to be connecting and these people be banding together, I think is incredible. There'd be no hip hop on TV without Blondie. Right. Got, yeah, right. She got, She's the first she got, white yeah. rapper. Yeah. She first white rapper, but she got <laughs> she got Fat Boys. They were the first black yeah. rap artists on television. Yeah, that was because of her. She's pulling strings. You know, yeah. it's yeah. like these things. You know, I think it's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's people nuts. like need to like just do some research on the connections of things. Absolutely. You know? Even th- third yeah. base putting KMD on, and that became MF Doom. Yeah, all yeah. that shit, yeah. dude. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. This, you know, and I think punk and hip hop and hardcore and all these things have always been like closely tied because there's a state of mind with it. Yes. And I think that that state of mind, I think people don't recognize that it's in other people probably based off something stupid, like yeah. a hairstyle or a skin color or the way they're dressed. Mm. Cause they're not in the proper uniform. And I'm like, bro, you just gotta like look past that. Like, yeah. KRS one dude. I mean, I was, I was already turning vegetarian in 1988 because I live with Gorilla Biscuits. And, uh, but then KRS one who I love had my philosophy I'm vegetarian, no goat, no ham, no chicken, no turkey, no hamburger, because to me that's suicide, self-murder. And that was like a hip-hop artist who I love. So and he's singing about being a vegetarian, bro. It's fucking crazy, man. And then we saw him perform a couple weeks ago. He's 57 and came out at the uh, observatory and fucking killed it, dude. Freestyling mm-hmm. with Kooji Rap. It was amazing, wow. man. But that's the shit we grew up on in New York. Like, it's yeah. just the timing, yeah. man. I was a very big B- Big L fan. Big L, yeah, yeah, man. Oh, so, that, so that also, like, that's the stuff that steered, like, my rap. Or it was like, I got uh, the big picture and college dropout in the same week. Mm. Um, so, like, Big L, like, went, made me go crazy on the rapping. And then that's when I started making beats was when I got college dropout. I'm like, yo, this dude's making the, the beats and rapping. I'm like, Sick, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo, I could do that. Yeah. Like, and yeah. so that just, like, pushed me. I don't know all these things like I just like I loved every type of genre of music and I think like without all the in, I say this about the band all the time it's a chemistry set yeah yeah so you change one ingredient that's why I'm very big on like loving each other respecting each other and having grace with each other and putting everything in context because like you could say something to me and I could be offended because I don't know the context of it mm. but if I knew the context then maybe I would you, think a little bit different about it yeah and give you some grace but it's like the chemistry set. I think without all these different influences, without these certain people around me, none of the, like without the same ingredients, it comes out completely different. Like I'm in a completely different world. So I'm just like really grateful for all of that. Yeah. And thankful. 
but like yeah all these little influences that we've all had that contribute like to this band or anything that we do i think it's super important that all these little nuances have happened you know i fucking love it man it's it's awesome to have you uh on the podcast and also be in the hardcore scene the community and that's like an older guy who's kind of not really in the scene i'm still in the band but i got the pod but just seeing you guys come and just do what you're doing and uh, the influences and just everything, even from your artwork and your t-shirts is everything. Like It just brings me back to like Native Tongues vibe. I don't know, like so many different hip hop aspects. I love it, man. Oh, yeah. Thank oh, you. you asked about the Where I'm From video. Yeah. That was another thing of me not being selfish. That was going to be. Dez a, is goaded for that. That was going to be a me video. Um, mm. I was going to I have a hard time getting people to do stuff that they want to be paid for, a.k.a. like making music videos. <laughs> <laughs> and I. uh so I was like, yo, I could just green screen a video and I can plug myself into the scenario video. And I was like, that'd be really, really funny. And I started doing it. I like started filming it and everything. And then, you know, the record, like I, I put a hold on all my solo stuff to like, I made complete space for Zulu. And like, we're starting to do the rollout and we're like figuring out videos. And I was like, man, do I need to sacrifice this video <laughs> idea for myself? <laughs> And I was like, ah. I called Anaya. I was like, yo, I got an idea. I'm already like halfway through this thing for myself. <laughs> but what do you think about this? And he goes, that would be so crazy. How would you even do that? That's not even possible. I'm like, <laughs> I already got it. bro. Like, <laughs> it's all good. I'm yeah. like, we just need to film for a few days. So, you know, we did the dark side of the moon tour, tour, filmed a bunch of stuff and then, you know, took different clips of different times and just had friends Came out so join good, it. So yeah. thank you. And then, I'll like, on the off tour, I was just editing the video the whole time. How did Eric Andre get in there? So he – someone put him onto our music, and we have, like, mutual he friends. The page. Yeah, so but crazy. he DM'd wow. the page and was like – Can I join your band? <laughs> yeah, can I join your band? Yeah. And we were like – like, <laughs> Anaya's like, yeah, uh, like, haha, it'd be funny or whatever. He's like, no, seriously, like, I want to get on stage. I want to chug some mother, like, chug a ball of Jack or something. Yeah, crazy. chug something on stage, <laughs> and I want to pour a beer all over myself. It was, like, really funny interactions. And then he tagged us. He posted us on a story, like, a few times. Wow. And I was just like, damn, like, that's that's a lot of love, you know? And then um, uh, Anaya was like, I'm just going to, because he couldn't make it to the show. Something came up. Um because he was dealing with some racism with, I think, the Atlanta Police Department. Atlanta, yes. Yeah. So he was dealing with some stuff. And uh, and I was just like, yo, are you in town? He's like, yeah. He's like, you want to be in a video? He's like, yeah, pull up to the crib. <laughs> like, it wow. was like really that simple. It was really that simple. <laughs> but then we got to the crib. We did not realize it was freaking Friendsgiving. His, he was having his Friendsgiving. It was <laughs> very, like, number one, beautiful home. He had a speakers everywhere just jamming this like extremely loud reggae like really loud <laughs> and like really loud dance hall and i walk up he has a, a big drumstick a chicken in his hand and he's just like oh shit you caught me red-handed and i was like yo this is like it just from that moment i was like this so, is gonna be a funny experience but yeah we just like i brought like all my camera all my lights and everything and we just set up on his patio like he literally left his party for 20 minutes and we just filmed this stuff like he did a uh, you know a few of the lines over and over so again, cool man you know and that that is a guy i tell you what that is a guy uh no uh, he's really that dude like yeah like yeah, yeah. i heard great things man yeah he's really that dude and it's it funny because he left this party and his friends were like wanted him back so bad they're just like yo like come back to the party and he's like <laughs> 
He's like, I'll I'll be there. Like that's super cool. Hold on, it was like really cool for him to put like all these people on pause, like people I've been watching on TV for some years yeah. and whatnot. Like he really put them on pause to like be in our silly little it's amazing man. tribe remake video, you know, and uh, was, that was like really a big look, you know. Um, that's I, awesome. I gotta take her back to my house. I'll be right back. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a question to you, uh, Braxton. How'd you end up being? Ne- how'd you end up never trying anything? I don't know. Um, I just you mean drugs. Yes. Yeah. I just <laughs> it never really appealed to me. I don't know. I just it just I remember like there was that that can that dare campaign. Yes. It was like a big thing. Now I just think it's all a bunch of propaganda. But like <laughs> at the time, yeah, you know, it was cool. worked on you. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> like that that lion looks so cool. Oh yeah, the lion on the th- but after when I I had turned my back on that very young because I was like oh I'm punk I'm metal I'm contrarian cool guy so I like I definitely turned my back on that very early on, but I turned my back on the organized aspect of being drug free. I like being organized, strict, rigid about it. I, I thought that was corny. I was okay. like I'm Militant. gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, I was like I'm gonna do it for for me. Personal um, choice. Yeah, and then I was like, I, I obviously like, you know, Meyer Thread and like all that, like, you know, um, either today and everything, but just, I just did it. Like, I, 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 it wasn't even hardcore adjacent when I was doing it. Yeah. It was just, I was like a thrasher kid, you know, that, yeah. that, you know, I just like, it didn't really, like, it was cool to me. Like, like, uh, was it The Kind of Western Civilization 2? from wasp in yes. the in the, in the thing pool. Yeah, yeah like that was cool was, oh yeah he's lit even he was he was oh, just, man, like so it was sad. dark yeah. but i was yeah. like yo this is like he's lit but still like i was like yeah all that stuff is cool but i just don't want to like yeah i just don't want to do it you yeah know? Uh, that was definitely how i was still i've never tried anything ever never it's drank Same, man. yeah and i live in like lake elsinore california where it's like <laughs> i see the trenches you know yeah i still just There's don't definitely methamphetamines everywhere there yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. no it, it's it's pretty bad but i just i don't did I don't you grow up it. in a household where there was no alcohol no drugs no my my dad drank definitely okay. he, mm. he, he wasn't like out of control I but he had a drink with his dad last week <laughs> i was <laughs> thinking I was, I was like, wait, did you? <laughs> oh you did yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually yeah in yeah. florida yeah. Nice. Florida, yeah, uh, I forgot. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, like my dad, he'd be doing this thing, you know, but definitely nothing like traumatizing or right. crazy. But it just, I just never, never appealed to me. Same, man. Yeah. Yeah. At a really young age, too. Mm-hmm. I really respect y'all for that. Thank you, man. <laughs> sometimes, though, <laughs> I'd be you. like, I'd be down bad sometimes. I'm like, yo, like, how can I numb, like, the pain? Mm-hmm. Right, of course. But yeah, yeah it, it never appealed to me. Yeah, I don't think it really fits your personality. I don't know you that well, but I, <laughs> Thank mean, you. I, I just can't. No, nah, I wouldn't. Right. <laughs> the thing is, he's the biggest partier of them all. Like, yes. yes. He can really like road dog with me for days at a time. It's kind of yeah. sick. Like the, and this past be, tour, and they show me the body guys are nuts. Yeah. yeah. And we, it was me, Dez, and them, some of the GSP's guys, we'd be up until like four, five, six. Wow. Check out is 10 a.m., 11 a.m. Wow. And we're just chopping it up, chilling, like yeah. <laughs> throwing dice. And Braxton's yeah. just right there with us. You yeah. know, like, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. and everyone's like, yo, you're straight edge? She's like, yeah. They're like, nice. You know? yeah. like, <laughs> it's sick. It's for sure sick. Yeah, I can't imagine uh, Toby ever doing drugs. No, nah, I can't. Yeah. I mean, I'm the person life, that man. doesn't fit your personality yeah. at all. That's cool. Any. See, That's you're sick. aging gracefully. Well, you're like you. 40 years old. You look great. Thank you. Like, <laughs> 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 you know. Uh, I feel good. I feel young, man. Yeah. Definitely work for Definitely. me, you know. Yeah, no mm. doubt. I think uh, 
I mean, I got exposed to alcohol by my older brother who mm. exposed me to a lot of things. He gave me beer when I was like three. Oh, so shit. maybe I never stood that a chance. Is crazy. But That's crazy. He gave me beer and had me break a kid's nose. I was like, no, I was four. I was four. But yeah, he was like, wow. Tell him this is your preschool. <laughs> It was like after school at the at the uh, at Jim Gilliam, yeah. And I broke Holy this kid's shit. nose, yeah. You be having stories, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I like I, there was no stuff in my house. Mm-hmm. Like my mom didn't drink or anything. It just like I just I was with punk rockers. <laughs> yeah. So they right. were just like giving me beer and shit when I was a kid. What was that beer? It had like a hornet on it. Hmm. Oh, I forget. With a hornet on it? Yeah, it's like a green hornet or something like that. I don't know. Was it oh, Mickey's. 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 Yeah. Mm. Mickey's. My dad. My dad was huge on Mickey's, and I remember always seeing it. I remember. I never knew what it was. It stunk to me. Like, that smells yeah. like like WD forty or something. Like, it was gross. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you doing? It smells terrible. Yeah, right. but my dad would be bodying it. Like, he loved it, and that was like his thing. And yeah, it never like appealed to me because it, it looked like it was nasty. Like, yeah. Like, it looked yeah. gross, and it smelled gross. I, I, I don't even. I mean, my parents never drank or swore or anything like that. But never uh, swore either. Yeah. And even in church, my mom, yes, never cussed. She was a church lady. Right, never yeah. cursed. And ever. My parents too. Crazy. And, and even at the church, you know, at, they would have like uh, grape juice. Communion, yeah. Yeah, communion. It would be like grape juice, not like wine. Yeah. And the only time I, the first time witnessing people drinking or having drinks at home was when we moved to a neighborhood where there were white people, mm-hmm. and I had friends and go to their wow. house. I was like, damn. Your dad is sauced. Like yeah, coming from yeah, work, yeah, and he's like, yeah. "Yeah, I'm gonna have a drink, a cocktail at the yeah. end of the day." And it was just like a completely different world to me. I was like, "Yeah, Yo. that's like, what it was." Like my little white ghetto homies down the street, like, <laughs> bro, do what would come home and be like, "Go grab me another soldier." To my little homie, and he would just like bring his uncle beers all yeah, night, and I'm like, right. "Yo, like, I never seen anyone drink I like that." It blew my mind. It blew my mind the fact that. I even remember it's like, yo, give me a pack of cigarettes from the bar, you know? Yeah. Like, I was just Eight like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'd be like my friend running to the bar, the local bar, and be like, yeah, a pack of camels, you know? Yeah, oh, I used to <laughs> buy, uh, I don't know how, was that even legal then? I used to buy Newports for my aunt. Absolutely Yeah, not but legal. she was like, they they knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they knew my aunt, <laughs> yeah. you right. know? And yes. they're just like, she's like, yo, go give me some Newport that. 100s. Yeah. Like, go give me some black and miles. That was yeah. like a common thing. Like, yeah, and they would just let me take it, and I'd be like, that's kind of how I got my, my aunt and uncle, like, they would leave right. and, like, have, like, our older siblings watch us, and I would, uh, we would just get into their shit. So right, it was like, right. I would smoke my uncle's black and miles. Like, Where are my black at? And I'm like, yeah. you know, oh yeah, God. I'll smoke my uncle's black and miles. <laughs> and, like, we would, like, open the beer and take, like, yeah. little sips of it, you know, from the 40 or, like, just, you know, hit a little bit of the vodka, put some right. water in it. Like, we did, you know, that's kind of how we got into shit. Oh, like, God. Oh, it always yeah. scared me. Yeah, always. Even like before I did the dare campaign and everything, like it always just scared me. It would scare me, too. And then I I mean, for me growing up, there was like a whole incident that happened with Lynn Bias where it was a basketball player and he just got drafted. He was a number one draft crack, crack or cocaine. Yeah. yeah, First time ever in his life. And he died. Yeah. And it was like and I was like terrified. I was like, yo. Yeah. I was was like, I could see that shit happen to me. You know, well, they said he wouldn't stop. Right. He just kept going. He did. I think it was crack and coke. He did that night. And yeah. He said he just like they're like, hey, man, slow down. And he just wouldn't stop doing it because he was like enjoying it. And uh, yeah, he passed. That shit actually scares me, too. Yeah, I, I literally <laughs> I literally thought about that last night. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that because I watched a documentary on crack recently. Right. The crack. Crack epidemic. And what is. Uh, yeah. 
I would, that and, I, and I just finished Snowfall, which is like oh, incredible. That's man. our show, man. Our friends yeah. on there, Tiffany yeah. Lonsdale. Yeah, no she yeah. was on the pod, and she's amazing. Man. That yeah. ending yeah. bummed me. It out. bummed me, but it is really actually realistic. Heavy. I'm yes. not gonna say it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, but like, incredible. Yeah, show. I know so many people from that because, like, yo, know, like that. Not to get into too many details, like that was like not from my mom. My parent, my mom, straight laced, but like aunts, uncles and shit like that was the livelihood. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And there was lots of money Same, made. Yeah. And like ultimately that has been like it's not that bad, but that's been the result. Like all these yeah. years later, there's not much to show for it. Damn. I kind of feel like it's it's cursed money sometimes, you know, right? Mm. like or or the, the repercussions and everything you have to do to get to where you're trying to get, which ultimately I feel like that show is showing us, you know, mm-hmm. it's a uh, yeah. Very, very dark, but Super it was dark. such a great show. Though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. yeah. I mean, I loved every moment of it. And it's also oh, yeah. like I we were like in South Central Watts, like Compton during those times. Like I seen some of that shit firsthand. So it mm. like really, really struck close to home. Like really, really, really. And, you know, I got I got family out there right now that still the rocks got a hold of them, you mm-hmm. know. So it's like just seeing all the different perspectives that are taken in that show is really really something <laughs> oh yeah i mean it, it goes it's definitely bummed me out i was like oh man i love the characters the acting and it was phenomenal man i was interesting the uh the video for on the corner of samarian and 24th mm-hmm. that's only three miles from here it's pretty crazy oh, yeah. yeah 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 is that what is that where you guys lived is that where someone lived over there uh anaya did okay yeah. yeah and i think he had an experience okay yeah that video definitely. Uh, there's people I've talked to this. They're like, "Yeah, man, I remember. I thought you guys were the craziest band ever. Seen that video? <laughs> it's crazy video. It yeah. really is yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I think all the videos have their own. They're all different. I love the all different themes yeah, too. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? Yeah. Like that so one. Much, the, yeah. That was just an eye and I going back and forth in text, and then we're like, "Let's see if we can execute this crazy thing." That's when Zane was still in the band. That was the most uh, like on the nose I think we've ever been. Mm, I yeah. think just straight to the point. Yeah, like I love you have like four videos from the new album too, almost right. Four, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, videos still faking important. the funk. Yep, faking the funk's cool. Is like there's wanted more to it, but you know it's like time crunch and, and yeah, and like a uh, resource limited. But that was that was shot in my shop um, with just a black sheet. Damn. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, from the gods to earth. Uh, that, that was, was a crazy one. Yeah. We, that was someone, uh, Malachi, um, not from Scow, different Malachi. Um, <laughs> okay. They did. That was nuts. They did an incredible. I, I'm not even in that video. I'm actually <laughs> in, in like not a lot of the videos. So I'm behind the camera for a good amount. Wow. Of them. But yeah, um, that one is just different. That's just elevated. <laughs> we're, uh, we're more than this. The other one, too. We're more than this. We're more than yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. So that was inspired by all right there's this old roots video that i downloaded on limewire when i was wow limewire when Lime i was Wire. young it's it's uh quest love beatboxing mm. a dude doing graffiti in the alley behind him yeah and black dot just freestyling and then quest love starts giving him words that's awesome and i like i was very like tried to get very very versed in the art of freestyle like i can respond to words but that was like the inspiration behind it i think um, black thought is underrated I think people are giving him his flowers now. More now, yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah, definitely. Like, he might man. be the best MC on earth. And I think, like, yeah, I think it's hard for people to realize that. And also, just the, I think because it's 
like with the band, it's not so isolated. True. So I think it, it takes away from just the recognition. Freestyles like, is everything's incredible, man. Bro, he just they it's very untouchable. Like he has a flawless flow. Yeah. Flawless delivery. And he can go very lyrical miracle but still in like a commercial way you yeah, know and yeah, i think yeah. that's like the hard balance with a, like a lot of great rappers can't write a song yeah, like too wordy yeah mm. too right too wordy so you have a top yeah. five i really don't i mean i think if i had to like give it to you like it's kind of hard though i yeah. love kendrick mm-hmm. me too man yeah. um that last record's like him poetry like him yeah, yeah. i came and saw, i couldn't yeah. listen to it every day when it came out i went and saw him perform live it was an incredible yeah, that show was one of the best shows like I've he's ever just seen. a poet he's yeah so amazing man i mean that's a that's like a masterpiece like an art piece yeah no it, he it's and i think people i think they'll grasp it much later it went over a lot of people's heads that's what i thought so too yeah yeah, yeah i was because because dan was before that and had all the hits on the radio dan was but very the, easily that judge but this is like about you know, child molestation, everything that he's lot, talking about. Yeah. Is deep, I think bro. that there, I saw a lot of people get mad about it, and it was one of those things where I'm like, you don't understand the context, and it's not for you. Yeah, like yeah. that, that album <laughs> to me was like for it was the emancipation of a hood nigga, bro. And like, that's how I mm. feel of like, you're that's breaking out of the boxes. It's like, yes. mm-hmm. oh shit, oh, yeah. I didn't even realize I was being homophobic. I thought I was just right. having fun. I didn't realize, like, yo, like, saying that word every, yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, all the, the effects of abuse, the generational mm-hmm. trauma that it causes, like, all these things, uh, uh, being not ab- showing emotion or yeah, right. not yeah. showing emo- yeah. um, emotion, being abusive to partners, mm-hmm. um, the how even the patriarchy affects black men like all these things i think it was addressing and people like they were so focused on words yeah and and or beats or beats and not putting things in context like and like you know i saw a lot of outrage you know over some of the things he said on the album and i just don't think people put it in context i'm like did did you listen i first heard it i knew there was gonna be a backlash Mm. but i definitely like i was like people don't understand it's deep man it's a very niche unique place he's coming from and some people that's not necessarily niche so the general populace is niche. Yeah. But to like SoCal and like LA, like people know like what you, especially black people know what he's talking about. Yeah. Especially if you're like a generation like us, where like, yeah, we like punk and metal and everything, but our elders are on a very different path and we try to tell them like, hey, uncle, maybe you probably shouldn't call, you know, old boy that at the gas station. Like <laughs> right. stuff mm. like that. Yeah. It's like some people don't understand what that is. Right. Yeah. Like maybe you have a better chance of there if you don't say, Hey bitch, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, right. it's just like these type of things, like you know? cat calling. And then she walks away. Oh, you a hoe anyway. You was ugly. Anyway, you fat anyway. It's yeah. like, yeah. bro, like mm. stuff like that. You know, yeah. did you see that tour at all? Were you guys around for that? No, that's a Kendrick's. Another one of those ones. <laughs> oh, where he like, has a crazy story about this. It's yeah, like, yeah. It, it's been weird every single time you like, never get to see him yeah yeah i've been in the room and still couldn't that when he played observatory after the pimple butterfly came out they oversold that shit by hundreds of tickets i'm sure it was not even possible to see the stage <laughs> Damn. Like, like i watched him on a tv in the same room and just right. like tried to listen wow but i've been um they did like rock the bells and i was yep. like guest listed for and it was like I got there, and they're like, "You're not on the guest list." And I was like, "I'm 100% on the guest list." And they're like, <laughs> "You're not on the guest list." And I waited for like two hours, and I was like, "Man, I gotta see Black Hippie. I gotta see Kendrick." And then finally, it was like, "Oh, sorry, there was a mistake. Like, you're on the list." And I walked, I like run to the stage, and it's like, "We're Black Hippie. Thank you." And I was just like, ah! And that that's happened to me with Kendrick like four or five times. Ah. We're like literally like it's been a guest list thing. So on the Yeezus tour, 
Staples Center. I go. They're like, oh, this is the wrong guest list. You got to go to that one. And it was like half a mile. Ten blocks away. So I, I walk <laughs> over there, and I'm like, it's Marlon Wayans and like, I think it was Tyler, the creator. And like, I'm like, nigga, I do not belong in this line. This is like famous, <laughs> famous people. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, and I'm like, is there a chance? They're like, you're not on this guest list. I'm like, exactly. So I go back and they're like, oh shit, sorry, we missed that, bro. So like, they let me in. They're like, oh, you have to be escorted. Cause I was like, I was in this like weird VIP thing. I'm, I'm not trying to flex. I'm really not. But like, so I'm like, I go. And it was really like, yo, thank you. I'm Kendrick Lamar. Like he walked off the wow. stage and I was just like, this is a sick joke. And this has been happening for years. Fuck. And I'm like, I just need to buy a proper ticket. <laughs> but now it's like, we've been on tour. We were supposed to, he was supposed to play something that we were playing and like, I don't know what happened. So Damn. yeah. I but just, he's in your like, top five though. Yeah, for sure. I mean him and Absol, honestly. And then, um, big L mm-hmm. one of my like favorite rap influences. Honestly, Travis McCoy, even though he's not like a rapper's Travis, rapper, we stoked on that. Travi like really influenced a lot of like how I approach rapping. Wow. Also, cool, man. Um, like from a really like, and I've been gym class since like Crab Apple Kids, like beyond what cool. I- anyone would even know, you know. And uh, yeah, I just I don't really like I I try not to have a top five anything. Mm. Like I have my favorites of stuff or like stuff I go back to, but I really just try to keep. An open mind. I will really sit with something. Nas is definitely up there for me. Hell yeah. And Jay-Z. I battled in my mind for like <laughs> so long on who the GOAT was man. between yeah. the two. But like Nas is the GOAT. I'm going to give it to Hove, bro. Woo-hoo. No way. Because you got to go like, I'm not, you can't just talk rapping, rapping. You got to talk culture. All right. Like yeah. the whole shit, like a few years ago when it was cool to wear the bomber jacket with the Tims and the, and the beanie and shit, you could go back That's to a whole thing. You could yeah, go yeah. back to a whole video from 25 years ago. He was already rocking what's modern, you know? Yeah. So it's like, there's like cultural things that I, I give it to, to hope for. But also, I'm a very huge Nas fan because I do yeah. like the poetic things. Yeah, incredible, yeah. man. What about you, Braxton? I'm more like newer school. Like, I think Young Thug is just like, the pinnacle of like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be listening to like a a, a, Car- a Playboy Cardi song, and Dazzy be like, "Bro, turn this off." I'm like, "No, it's poetry," and he's be like, "Slap!" He'd be saying like, runs of nonsense, like stupid <laughs> stuff." But like, Cardi, Thugger for me, Kendrick. Um, I grew up on like Ludacris is one of the rappers I really liked Ludacris? a lot. Yeah, underrated, man. great MC. Man. I was gonna say Luda, but he I did amazing. Wow. Like yeah. he's actually amazing. He was opening up with Janet Jackson last night, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. He's he's got he's, he's he got incredible. bangers he got after bangers too, but he yeah. can also yeah. actually he rap had hits for days. He did. And like that time, he had he had the world in a chokehold. Totally back was for it, the very first time. Incredible album. Was mm. it Chicken and Beer? Chicken and yep. Beer. Red he, Light District. And he was already goaded, and then like Fast and Furious stuff hit, and he was just like, now he's in the canon of like popular culture. Totally, right. he's been like been goaded. He yes. did Fear Factor too, right? Think so. I, I think, think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah, interesting stuff. But most of the stuff I like is like very modern. Um, Kendrick being like across the board, everyone thinks Kendrick is probably the greatest rapper. Yeah, but I, I love J Cole too, man. Yeah, a lot. I'm he, a J he's Cole a lot fan. of hate. He gets a lot yeah. of hate, and um, I I be like, yeah, J Cole, he's he's lit. Yeah, yeah. I'm the record. Really, really love O3 Greedo. I don't know if y'all know O3 Greedo. Mm. He's from I think he's from Watts. Yeah, just like he's like he just flows. Yeah, okay. he he mm-hmm. just did five year bid. Um, 
a lot of people took the sauce while he was away. Okay. I'll say that. Like, okay. he was just on the rise. <laughs> I got to play with him right before he went in. Oh, wow. Yeah, but he, like, a lot of people just ran with his sound because he was, like, in prison, so. Damn. Yeah. Like, Vince Staples, too, who's also drug-free. Vince Staples. Drug-free yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Vince Staples, drug-free. Yeah, man, LBC, man, yeah. So, Fort actually, Doug. like. I love 4-2 Doug a lot. Mm. And then mm-hmm. I used to love Tyler, the Creator, a lot. Like, I mean, obviously, like. Being like a black alt kid, he was like the pinnacle of like right. you know. Yeah, like definitely still like his new stuff is definitely cool. But I was like when I was getting into him organically, being like a punk and a metalhead is like that like crazy. It was I wouldn't say it was horrorcore or anything like that, but it was definitely like those videos were nuts at first. It was ones. definitely yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like, eating oh, yeah. the roach and stuff was yeah, crazy, yeah, yeah. brother. It was nuts. And ill skateboarders, kids with ill skateboarders. Yeah, yeah he, blended, he blended a lot of sub subcultures. That totally. I was yeah. Into yeah. He's oh, just, awesome. Yeah, Tyler. I love that. Uh, I was saying that like Vince being drug free. Actually, my uh, there's like because Vince is from Long Beach. I'm from Long Beach. My DJ is like really good friends with him. Nice guy, Vinny. But like he, he's also drug free. But there's like a nice. group of these kids like I think Tyler was, too. Yeah. 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 And Lil Yachty, too. Wow. Yeah. Lil Yachty. That's yeah, fucking that's awesome. Yeah. I think like Tyler even said claim straight is for a second. I read something a long time. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, but, he yeah. Did, he did. That's so cool. I love all that shit. Like. Yeah. Lot, like, for us it was almost like hip-hop punk hardcore we go to all the things but i like how over the years like you know the original skateboard soundtracks was strictly punk rock then yeah. in the 90s it was like hip-hop soundtracks yep. and then like stretching bobito and then everything just kind of meshed together and i love that because yeah. we love that type of everything mixed i love it dude. yeah it's beautiful man it's a beautiful time for music uh yeah i i'm like really grateful for it also because it gives me an audience i mean i like played the zulu show the other day yeah you know like yeah. as, as a solo rapper and but it's so like cool. the response of like people being like oh yo like i still feel this energy like that's beautiful yeah. to me like it's really cool i feel like i talked to you guys for fucking hours yeah bro. i feel like this is like we're gonna have to do like part two three four i, I, five, I really six. want to for real like yeah. I, we just I started a whole new podcast this just and part one and part two i, know. Yeah, I fucking yeah. really love and appreciate you guys sorry to your doing, editor who's nah, his name dude. joe no this has been incredible <laughs> have man. a hell of a time just oh, like yeah. to meet you guys and talk about this and just you know us being older 50 cats and this in, yeah. in the music scene just it's definitely just appreciate appreciate you guys man appreciate you guys what you're doing yeah it's beautiful to see Oh, yeah. so, you know what I mean? Uh, thank, you. thank you so much. Love being here, you know. Thank you for the yeah, respect really and, and the game and the wisdom, you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. yeah. And and there is no us without y'all. That's the the crazy literally. thing. So it's like yeah, it's literally. strange to be sitting at this table. It's <laughs> real real strange yeah, uh full circle moments. Nice. Yeah. Right. And but like man. I mean, yeah, really there is like without some of the things that both of y'all have done, there is no us. So Thank That's you, man. Okay. Let's definitely do a part two. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Down. Yeah. yeah, I'm super down. It'd be so Maybe nice, like, man. You know, oh, yeah. and Anaya and Christina and Satra have yeah, completely yeah, yeah. different perspectives than us. So totally. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Pretty, uh, no, no doubt. But the record's about. out now, A New Tomorrow. A New Tomorrow, you know, it's a blend, hardcore, power violence, hip-hop. It's awesome, man. Soul, it's, it's jazz. Some stuff. Some beat down. I wish you had Hakim's here, like his voice. To break down the record earlier when he was talking to Basically, him. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. also shout out to Ricky and Flat Spot who are killing it right now. Ricky and for hardcore. Shay. Ricky, Ricky and Shay and Jose too. Jose's an unsung hero of Flat Spot. Okay. But Ricky and Shay are just on Flat Spot got on lock, man. There's so many great bands on there. On yeah. so cool. I'm like really grateful. And it's funny because like when we first did the phone call to uh like reissue the EPs, I was just grilling them for like an hour <laughs> like he was like man artists don't even ask these questions i'm like yeah nigga. you know what i'm saying but like uh like i i couldn't i didn't expect it to be 
what it is. Yeah. You know, and I'm really, really grateful for like the love and the the honest, like good work Flat Spot has put, you know, just into this and all their bands. Like it's really like And they have some really good bands. Yeah. 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 What's the next tour for you guys? What's coming up? Next month. Uh, we're playing adjacent fest on the twenty seventh with like Blink One Eighty Two, Paramore, Soul Glow. Oh, you play with Paramore? Yeah. yeah, that's the homies. That's yeah. awesome, man. That's right. awesome. Then then, uh, that's the Jersey one. Yeah, yeah. Sick Atlantic City, right? Yeah. 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 June 9th we're gonna be in Canada for a fest. Oh yeah, and, and then, then from then on, it's as it be like June fifteenth, something like that, to like July second. Europe. I'll be with you guys. We got UK. one. We got two shows with you guys over yeah, there. It's gonna be two sick. festivals yeah. with Zulu. Oh, yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah. Yeah, and then Europe some stuff UK. we can't announce yet. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Europe, Europe would be like the next long stint. We're playing Hellfest, which I'm like so, so stoked. Epic show. festival, man. Incredible. Oh we even had a good show there. We stood out like crazy. H2O on that I shit. I can't believe it's it. It's super hard, but we had a great show there I'm once. I'm sure. Hellfest is dope, French, dude. I they can't know. believe it. They appreciate it. Yeah. France absolutely. is crushing the hardcore France right now. France is crushing. It's yeah, awesome. they're, they're very radical. They oh, like yeah. <laughs> They did like a live stream interview with us, and the questions they were asking, I was like, you were trying to get us murked. Like, stop. Like, yo. There's pictures. We took pictures with them. And their faces are blurred. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're about about it out there. Yeah. I was wow. like, okay, y'all are on some different we'll, we'll stuff. On a watch list or something. Yeah. I'm, I was <laughs> like, yo, they're like, yeah, they just asked some questions where I was like, hey, man, don't ask people that ever in right. interviews. Yeah. I was like, especially Fuck. some Americans. Like, don't right. ever. I'm like, you were like trying to get us murdered yeah. by our That's government. Right. Like, right. you're crazy. Wild, wow. <laughs> it was lit, though. Like, the France, France dudes are lit. They're like, about it. Really about it. Yeah, there, there's a picture of us on like a stairwell in, in, in France. All got faces blurred out. I mean, we don't, but they all do. I was like, yo, they're like, right. Fuck. It's yeah. crazy, yeah. Very gnarly kids, but they were just—they were asking They're some sick. heavy questions, yeah. And like yeah. the conversations were very heavy. Where I'm like, oh, y'all aren't for play, play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is like that's like, you know, when you think about like how radical some people can be, and then I gotta come and think about like some dude hating on me for a bosh white hardcore shirt. I'm like, mm, you right. are like so out of touch with reality, yeah. you yeah. know. That's why I can't care because there's like crazier stuff happening. It's true. No doubt. (laughs) Any more questions for these young lads? I don't think so, man. This has been amazing, bro. I've been looking forward to this and just hanging with you guys today and Hakim being here and all Mm -hmm. Chappelle. It's been awesome, man. But definitely a part two. I think we go really even more deeper. I'm so down. I want to talk about the 80s thrash stuff. All right. right The groove metal. All right. We'll talk more hip hop for sure. Yeah. I'd say I bought like. Alex. Oh, yeah, yeah. On like CD in like high school. Really? That was like, wow. that was one of the like first like heavier things that I had gotten. That's so cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's such a interesting uh, time period in the band. Yeah. You know, it's this crazy transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's cool, man. When are you back from tour? Uh, Mid June. May 27th, you play uh, the Wiltern. Yes. Okay. With creator. Creator! <laughs> and Death Angel. Creator is one of my like top five favorite thrash bands. Dude. Like, Pleasure of the Kill. Millie is a... Yeah. No, yeah. Pleasure of the Kill is like... That's... He's flag, got a lot of knowledge, man. Flag of Hate is crazy, too. That stuff is nuts. Yeah, this guy goes all day. I'm like... I I'm thought like, Chappelle was deep diving. <laughs> king. No, I'm like, how do you even have time for this yeah. stuff? Like... <laughs> And he, he, he'll tell me about new stuff. I'm like, right. when? We were together for the last <laughs> month. Like, when? Like, I was definitely like a, like a liner notes person yeah. growing up. And then VH1 all the thank classic. yous, the shout outs, all that oh, shit. Yeah, Same yeah, for us. Yeah. It was oh, so yeah, boring, definitely. man. Eddie Trunk 
That metal show. Yes. I watched it every week. Really? Damn. Because I love the H1 Classic. I loved it. Like, it's gone now, I think. Yeah. yeah. But that was my that was one of my favorites. I met, remember Metal Mania at night? Yeah. Metal yeah. Mania, yeah. yeah. Metal Mania, the block of like the the metal videos and stuff, I watch it every Because it was like 12 to 2 or 3, something like that. And me and Des being Insomniacs and everything. <laughs> I've been in Insomniacs. I always watch all that stuff. I loved it. Like That's my bread and butter. Honestly. Awesome, man. Yeah, it's really sick. I love it, man. Excellent. I appreciate it. We're going to let y'all go. We're going to get off mic, and I'm going to show you something crazy. Okay. okay. Well, thank yeah. you guys for being here. People can thank find you, you so much on, for inst- having on us. Instagram, uh, your band, and you have a website, too, probably? or uh, Yeah, blackpowerviolence.com. I think right now we uh, kind of bricked the site to do some revamping, but okay. there's usually merch up there and music videos and stuff. Um, and then we've got Black Power Violence on Instagram, Zoo Los Angeles on Twitter. Dez has the greatest username of all time. Yo, I'm Internet Nigga on Instagram. You can get at me. Um, I'm O O Hey Nigga on Twitter. O H Hey Nigga. Um, uh, I'm King Braxton's son. I'm sorry, I don't have any clever, you know, <laughs> usernames. Uh, I'm Holy like the username shit. Go. I have like 30 of them, just like. Locked ready? away, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. God. I'm like the username <laughs> go. Fucking amazing, man. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. This has been an awesome conversation, so man. I learned a lot, man. Thank Thanks you. for listening, everybody. Peace. Peace. I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets, even when it comes to my tattoos. I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg, it's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now and I can't stop. I've had laser treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other. And that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out. Swipe the credit card. Don't really tell me much. Didn't give me much details or anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm that looks like a big black blob is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo up in one sitting. You have to be patient. And it's painful. They ice you up. It's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly going to get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to Removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 remover treatments done. 100 locations. U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art peak-away laser technology, cryotechnology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do on these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TOBYH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out.